This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, November 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Issues with Taylor Swift fans trying to purchase concert tickets to her 2023 era tour have caught the attention of Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh... What the f***? Attorney General Josh Shapiro. The governor-elect tweeted on Thursday urging people to file complaints with his office if they ran into trouble using Ticketmaster. The tweet came just hours before Ticketmaster announced it was canceling the planned general public sale for Swift's upcoming stadium tour because it doesn't have enough tickets. There's nothing on here! (laughs) The decision came two days after a pre-sale event caused the site to crash and many left many fans without tickets. What the f***? They basically sold out in the pre-sale, though. So um, if, if people signed up for whatever this code was, yes. um, they, they did get access. They got in, and it just mm-hmm. it sold out that it, way. It is of historic proportions. So okay. you would think, though, that they would have an infrastructure in place at this point to anticipate the, the mad rush. Taylor Swift always has a massive outpouring of ticket requests. Yeah, yeah. I guess she hasn't toured since, I think it was 2018. Yeah. The decision, uh, or the ticketing company said... That's when you and I went, Preston. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's when we were Swifties. Mm-hmm. Well, the ticketing company said in a statement <laughs> Thursday, two million tickets were sold during pre-sales on Tuesday, the most tickets ever sold on the platform in a single day. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad that... Uh, so, Caroline, at one point, was, was a big yes. uh, Taylor Swift fan, and did go to see Taylor several years ago, so... Uh, <laughs> you got that out of your system? <laughs> yeah, not really into it anymore. So, yeah, that's been done. Yeah, that's great. good. You don't have uh, to put I'm up with that. Glad. I'm not a part of this yeah. fiasco right now. It's going on in, in Casey's family, though. They've been I, trying to get to And this. my family, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just for me. Just for you. <laughs> oh, my God. So why do you want to go? Because I want to go. I want to see your show. Uh, you would have gone without, I mean, just... Without Jason? Solo? No, 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 without all this hype and that this yeah. is... Yeah, okay. I, I had no idea. So, um, and I'm, like, kicking myself for it because a friend of mine said, I have the code. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get my daughter's t- tickets. Do you want me to get you tickets? And I was like, she goes, if I, you know, if I get through, do you want me to get tickets? And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll mm. grab them on my own. But I had no idea that mm. it was like this. And right. then after the first day, I was texting her last night. I'm like, I'm such an idiot. She goes, I know. I was kind of thinking that. Well, my wife had gotten through because we're, you know, we have Capital One cards. So there was a Capital One presale two right. days ago. And I listen, she sat on that computer for hours. Oh, man. And hours. And then finally got in. And then the only tickets that they made available to her were $750 a piece. Now, listen, they were good seats. They were like, you know, on the floor, like really close to the stage. But while she sat there, hang on, while she sat there and thought about it, okay, she had to think about it because she wasn't expecting, because we're also buying six tickets. It's not just my wife and her. Yeah, Yeah. it it was my wife, my daughter, you know, and then uh, four four friends. Which car do we not need? So so that's 750 times six. So as she's thinking, like, can I do this? Should I do this? And listen, we were going to get reimbursed for the other tickets. 45 seconds of thinking about it, they just went away. (laughs) That they, happened they with, disappeared. With, with World Series tickets. That's what was happening. And if, so if you got in, you, you couldn't, you had to buy them right then and there. In the, I just know that, like, when you're buying tickets on Fandango for a movie, right, those seats are yours for 15 minutes, okay? You should get more than 45 seconds when, you, when you're trying to think over, like, 
Do I have so forty five hundred dollars stasis for yeah. a little bit while you have it up? Yeah, but, but then that's all this. you get is forty five seconds. There's probably so many people I that have care. already clicked that. You know what I mean? As you're going, they they probably can't do it when it's I don't in know. this demand. Well, Casey, instead of a few hours in South Philadelphia enjoying some music, you yeah. can now take the family to Florida for yeah. A to Disney for a week. Well, yeah, but you know what? My Live it up, $500. Yeah, but my friend who got in, she paid $99 a seat. She there got you six go. tickets and she paid 99 bucks. for How long did she have to wait online ticket. for those tickets to show up? She, no, they got, they were one of the people that got the, the code. So okay. she said she was on, uh, you know. Um, it's up, right, down, down. What is it? it up, up, down, down, left, yeah. right, left, right, B-A-B-A. No, like whatever stuff. it was. Her daughter applied for the code. They got it. And uh, it wasn't, she didn't have some <laughs> long story. She said, I, I waited a little while. I got six tickets. She paid 99 bucks I, a ticket. I heard Casey's wife's story repeated several times yesterday that people just sat online for a really long time and they were in these virtual lines for hours and hours on end and Casey, many of them uh, didn't even get as far as your wife got. They just came up empty-handed after wasting hours uh, waiting. And, and yet eight. hope springs eternal because I saw a story on the news the other, uh, last night about a woman who'd gone through that cycle of waiting on the phone for hours and hours and hours, was bumped off, got back on, and then immediately got tickets. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Two of our interns, same thing. They had a code, they logged on, and they got tickets as well. All right. Yeah, I listen, technology's great, but like, ha- please tell me, how is this better? How is this better? You know, and, and this Taylor Swift isn't the only... Well, you now know, you get a Florida trip. Uh, well, yeah, I know. But, like, you know, I think there were similar issues with, with Pearl Jam. Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Bruce stuff was really, really bad as well. I, I just, tell me, how is this, how is this any better? What do you mean, any better than what? What it used to be. What it used to be. Going to the store. Uh, going to the actual ticket. <laughs> Waiting outside of Boscoff's. Yeah, the, but now uh, everything's electronic. The ticket so master. They're not going to go back to that. No, I no, he's right. But, I mean, uh, th- listen, there's a whole bag of issues with how things are handled and how t- ticket prices get so ridiculous. It's uh, and, and the fact that it's, uh, that things fall apart like this, you know? Um, Ticketmaster cited extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet the demand as a reason for calling off Friday's sale. Questions remain on how many... Uh, Questions remain about how many remaining tickets and how many would be sold, but Ticketmaster said about 1.5 million fans who had gone through an early verification process called Verified Fan were invited to purchase tickets, and the remaining 2 million were placed on a waiting list. Tennessee's Governor General, uh, Attorney General, is also investigating the chaos surrounding the tickets. The Pope is checking into it. The Pope is also looking into it. Nothing's not right. (laughs) Stay tuned. SEPTA will soon become the first major transit system in the country country to use an artificial intelligence program to help thwart gun violence. Officials say they will soon roll out Zero Eyes, an artificial intelligence-based gun detection video watching you. analytics platform that can alert police <laughs> within seconds. Zero Eyes is already being used by the U.S. Department of Defense, public school districts, and universities in Fortune 500 corporate campuses. It was founded by Navy SEALs and Special Operations military veterans, according to a release. This replaces Google Eyes, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, we have that Google here, eyes. and that's yeah, really kept us safe. Yeah, Googly eyes. Mm-hmm. Using uh, SEPTA's existing... I don't, like, I don't think I can move on this guy. His eyes are freaking me out. <laughs> Using SEPTA's existing network of cameras, officials say Zero Eyes proprietary software can identify brandished guns and alert safety mm. personnel and local law enforcement within three to five seconds. Trained Navy SEALs monitor the video at a command center to make sure the threat is legitimate and send police if necessary. Did you guys notice I brought the uh, googly yes. eye poster? I love it. Yeah. 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 I love it. Back from the camp out for hunger, it's in our office. So, yeah. <laughs> we to display. So, uh, we have
have that every morning to look at. Zero Eyes says it does not record, store, or share any videos. The pilot program will come with a $63,000 price tag for the first 300 cameras and run for at least six months. If SEPTA finds the program successful, officials say it could expand it to cover even more areas of the nation's seventh largest transit system. So if someone gets on a, like a SEPTA bus with a, with a weapon... This and will see pull, it, and then right. uh, and then people in scuba gear will immediately board the bus. <laughs> yes. The yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another employee exodus appears to be underway at Twitter as many workers reject Elon Musk's terms for staying with the company, choosing instead to depart, according to multiple current and former employees. As the deadline approached for Twitter employees to respond to Musk's ultimatum to commit to working in an extremely hardcore fashion at the company or leave, some pl- employees appeared to publicly indicate that they had chosen the latter option. On it, Thursday, sorry, Twitter staffers okay. began posting the salute emoji, which has become uh, a signal that someone was exiting the company. Did, did he put out, uh, and it, I'm paraphrasing that, get ready to work long hours yes. and really hard. It's like, that's always comforting. Encur- yeah, encouraging. Hear, right? Yeah. Uh, one Twitter employee said in a tweet that deciding to join the company was one of the easiest decisions ever made. Deciding to leave today was 100% the opposite. Twitter's remaining workforce had until 5 p.m. on Thursday to decide whether they wanted to be a part of the culture Musk wants to implement at the social media company or else effectively resign, according to an email he sent off to staff on Wednesday. Following the exits, employees remaining at the company received an email alerting them that the company's offices would be temporarily closed and badge access would be restricted through Monday. Musk's team similarly shuttered offices during the mass layoffs earlier this month out of concern for safety and an apparent fear that exiting employees could attempt to sabotage the company on their way out. Two Twitter employees told CNN ahead of the deadline on Thursday that they plan to reject the ultimatum, citing a toxic work environment they say the billionaire has introduced. Musk told employees on Wednesday that his goal is to build Twitter 2.0 and that employees who choose to stay will be required to commit to working long hours at high intensity. There you go. And presumably agreeing to Musk's demand for Twitter employees who have been largely working remotely to return uh, in office to in-office work. In sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the Bruins for one last night in Boston. Come on. What the f*** is this? David Krejci scored twice in the third period as the Bruins approved to 15-2 while the Flyers lost their fifth game in a row. The Flyers are on the road again tomorrow night with a game in Montreal against the Canadiens. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers, who have won two straight, return to action tonight when they host the Milwaukee Bucks. The Sixers are 7-7, seven and seven, but the Bucks are off to a strong start at 11-3. Tip-off for the nationally televised game tonight will be at 7-30. And the Eagles continue to add new players to the defensive interior and have agreed to terms with defensive tackle and Damakung Su on a one-year deal one day after signing another veteran tackle, Linval Joseph. 35-year-old Su played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season and started all 17 regular season games. He finished with six sacks, seven tackles for loss, and 13 quarterback hits. The Birds are on the road this weekend with a game in Indianapolis against the Colts. Kickoff on Sunday is at 1 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. In the time that we began talking, the sun has now arrived, and we have a little bit of daylight before us. Yes. It's a wonderful thing. Makes us feel ready to go for the day. And we do have some things planned for today. Our Word of the Week prize giving that away, a $500 gift card from Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salam. We'll do that at the end of the show. We have some other things to give away as well, so make sure you're listening to the course of the morning to grab some freebies. 
Guest-wise, uh, comedian Ian Fidance will be here uh, performing at uh, Punchline this weekend. So Ian's going to stop in in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, and then it's been a little while since we've had a visit from our friend, actor John O'Hurley. Yeah. The National Dog Show is this weekend at the Greater Philadelphia <laughs> Expo Center in Oaks. And he is always a part of that. And Peterman. Yeah, yeah we uh, yeah. love having him here he, for, in the studio. I think it was the first time we ever had him mm-hmm. in the studio. Um, I had him record my voicemail. So for years, I left it on there. <laughs> it was him saying that I couldn't get to the phone. It was great. Oh, and he had, awesome. no, he had no problem doing it. He was like, sure, no problem. Love it. <laughs> and he's recorded some stuff uh, for us in, in the past. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, does voice stuff for uh, Ben FM, our to. sister station. Yeah, you don't hear him on there anymore. No. Yeah, he doesn't no, do it anymore. Max. Yeah, yeah. Our yeah. old intern. Yeah. They fired him for our intern. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. So, uh, John's coming by today, and yeah, we'll have a good time. It's Friday. Why not? No sad bro. None of that. No. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I have a, uh, a stupid question I was uh, motivated to create while watching a movie that popped on TV yesterday. I'm kind of proud of this one. All right. So we'll have that when we get back as well. Some stories to share with you. Stay put. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question. We're going to give away a Hannah Stone uh, gift card. Good for a free massage and facial. The question is, what if someone calls my mama a whore? Oh, <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Answer that question for me. What if someone calls my mama a whore? 215-263-WMMR. Today is Friday November 18th, it is Linda Evans' birthday today. Linda Evans of Dynasty fame celebrates her 80th birthday. 80? Big biggie for her. Yes, exactly. First saw on a series called The Big Valley. Uh, When was that? It was, well, she was a a Western series, I think, with Barbara Stanwyck. And then... um, 1960s? Got to figure in the 63, 64 range. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she, yeah, she's uh, 80 years old today. She's and married to John Derrick, who then later married uh, Bo Derrick. Bo Derrick, that is correct, yeah. So he's at, at, at her time, she was uh, she was stunningly gorgeous. Was there ever what you'd call a great actress? No. Yeah, I, got I it know. done. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Perkins, ah. always liked her, and she's a great actress. She is 62 today. Uh, she was on the show Weeds, um, big. She was great in that movie. Yes. Wonderful as the Tom Hanks love interest. Uh, she did play uh, Wilma Flintstone in not a great Flintstones movie, but uh, yeah. she was. Uh, I thought she was an attractive uh, Wilma. She is sixty-two today. It's Owen. Wow! It's Owen Wilson's birthday oh, today. Wow! 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 Flippers and all. Wow! 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 I swear I got screwed. Wow! You know, in the that was the latest rom-com with uh, Jennifer Lopez. I want to oh, marry you. I, marry yeah. me. Marry me. I didn't so, hate it. Uh, no, it was cute. Uh, yeah. His um, age, though, has made his uh, nose thing 
A little bit more distracting. <laughs> Have you noticed? Yes, I think that happens. Yeah. Like your nose just keeps going, and like some people get like a round ball on the end. Like it's it, not just... that it's bad or good. It's just uh, it's interesting. And it's you, a... you find yourself getting lost in it. That's it's more accentuated. It's uh, he had it broken at one point, right? Is that what caused that? I, I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, it's a broken nose. Yeah, mm. uh, he is fifty four today. Chloe Sabigny, the actress. Uh, kids, boys don't cry. We we're talking about kids the other. Oh my god. Uh, I think we were at the Camp Out for Hunger talking about that movie. Messed up. Big love. She is 48. Delroy Lindo. I've always liked that He's guy. great. Yeah. A lot, man. I've seen better film on teeth. Uh, wait, <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> Get Shorty. Okay. It's just a great line where he's talking to Gene Ackman, and uh, that, that's a terrific movie that he's in. Uh, he's great in Malcolm X. He plays uh, the father character in Cider House Rules. He's amazing in that. Gone in 60 seconds. Yep. He is uh, celebrating his, his uh, big one for him as well. He's 70, birthdays, uh, 70 years old today. 70th birthday. Uh, the singer, Kim Wilde. Oh, we're the kids in America. And this cover that she did is celebrating her 62nd birthday today. I always like this version. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I like kids in America. Yeah. So happy birthday to her. Uh, it's Kevin Nealon's birthday. Uh, friend of the show. Yeah, we've had Kevin on many, many times. Live events in the studio. At the go-kart track, too. That is yeah. correct, yep. He was at, uh, where was that? Grand Grand Prix. Arnold's. Arnold's, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yep, yeah, uh, he is celebrating his 69th birthday today. Uh, the great Kirk Hammett of Metallica fame turns 60. We have uh, several milestone birthdays today. Uh, so the big 6-0 for Kirk Hammett. And uh, not only the world of uh, heavy metal, but um, uh, horror films is his big passion. Just yeah. watched a documentary. He was the subject of it. I think it was on Scream uh, or Shudder. And, uh, yeah, he's all in. Knows his stuff. Uh, we also have uh, actor Oscar Nunez, huh. who's on The Office. And he was in The Proposal. And he is 64, and I really don't know who he is. <laughs> he's so, very good. Well, I'd pass that along. He's <laughs> wonderful talent. He actually... Um, I've been in, I've been chatting with Kate Flannery about uh, Cardboard Classic because it's going to take place in Scranton this <laughs> yeah. year, and uh, Oscar does a lot of like the uh, office cons, yeah. And so if we're lucky, uh, Oscar might be able to join us at Cardboard Classic this year. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be really neat. He's a cool uh, cool dude. And then Kate, and then um, maybe Jenna Fisher, Angela Kinsey. So yeah, we're trying to do like an office theme at uh, Cardboard Classic 2023. We should uh, mount a campaign of the fandom to get them to yeah, uh, come sure. on out. Good and idea. Have an office uh, sled. Hang on, Nick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, borrow yeah. this because there was a birthday I saw in here. Uh, Peter Wilson. Oh. Ah. Uh, yes, uh, stunningly beautiful. And uh, Nikita, la femme Nikita. Uh, the League of Extraordinary gentlemen. She's great in that. She's very good as yeah. uh, Dracula's wife. Uh, she turns 52 did it say? Mrs. Dracula? I think she's Mrs. Dracula. Uh, so, Or she's a vampire. I know that. She is a vampire. Yeah, she's uh, 52 years so old. So scary. Alright, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question which is uh, what if someone calls my mom a whore? Uh, I'm going to go to Chris, see if he knows the answer. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. So, Chris, what if someone calls my mama a whore? Is she? There you go. <laughs> well done. Thank you, Chris. It was on yesterday. It's on all the time. I love it. I caught it at the very beginning as the credits oh, were yeah. rolling and everything, and it is just the stupidest beginning to a movie. It is <laughs> incredible. You know, it's just, this. this it starts out with a... Uh, a guy lays a hundred dollar bill on the table, and this woman takes a knife and yeah. stabs it. And they're yeah. in a really like classy, nice oh, yeah. bar. Oh yeah! And this this brawl breaks out, and the the guy's like, "Oh no, it's all right. We're just we're just having some fun." And Dalton's like, "Okay, let him go." <laughs> 
What? Yeah. There was a knife fight, and uh-huh. you're just gonna let the and, yeah. And he turns his back, and the dude slices his arm, and it's just don't do that. Yeah. It's just come on. I thought those you were to not be nice. It's such a great bad movie. Oh. It's it's all the greatest. All right. So uh, is this? Just, all you have to do is follow three oh. simple rules. Here we go. One: never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two. Take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. Come on. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If you won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you. And you'll both. Be nice. That's the rule, folks, right there. And then does he say, what if someone calls my mama a whore? Right <laughs> yeah, right yeah, right at you. So, what if someone yeah. calls my mama a whore? All right, well, anyway. We don't have time. we got to get in some stories here. Uh, Whitney Enriquez says that her faith in humanity has been called into question since her sister, Amber Heard, lost to Johnny Depp in court this summer. Uh, she wrote on Instagram, not only did uh, it highlight some pretty effing major flaws in the judicial system, it also showed... How deeply misogynistic this world is and how harassment of anyone who speaks out or has a differing opinion is just simply accepted. Uh, And she said, it's a world that I'm scared to raise my kids in. And every day it just seems harder and harder to navigate and deal with. Uh, She added that seeing the open letter published Wednesday in support of Heard, which we reported on yesterday. Uh, said was a much-needed breath of fresh air. So more comments coming in about that. Is that, um, you know, that court just, case? It never seems to stop. It wrapped up a while back. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wrapping up, Ellen Pompeo penned a heartfelt note to fans prior to her last episode of Grey's Anatomy on Thursday. Uh, the actress wrote on Instagram, I am eternally grateful and humbled by the love and support that you've all shown me, Meredith Grey and the show for 19 seasons. Uh, through it all, None of it would have been possible without the best fans in the world. You are the riders, and you all have made the ride so fun and iconic. You. Wow. <laughs> she didn't have that. No? Uh, I love you madly and appreciate you right back. Uh, this isn't Smoochies. Your, this isn't your first time on the roller coaster. Uh, you know the show must go on, and I'll definitely be back to visit. Oh, this picture's filtered up like crazy, Kathy. Have you... Uh, is so, it? Or, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, it, it always is. But, but I don't think anyone does any pictures these days on Instagram without. I do. You, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, well, I, I mean, mean, anyone who has who has to rely on their looks at any level. Oh, fortunately, yeah. that bus uh, I don't left the station meet for me a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Pompeo, who has been with the long running ABC show since 2005, is also an executive producer on the series, of course. Uh, so Chris Hemsworth discovered that he is at increased risk for Alzheimer's while it was while filming a National Geographic series called Limitless. Uh, apparently, we have uh, while having blood work done for the show's fifth episode, the Marvel star discovered he had two copies of what is called APOE4 gene, something that can increase your odds of developing Alzheimer's disease uh, eight to twelve fold, according to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, he told Variety, most of us, we like to avoid speaking about death in the hope that we'll somehow avoid it. Uh, we all have this belief that we'll figure it out. Uh, then to all of a sudden be told some big indicators are actually pointing to this as the route which is going is going to happen, uh, the reality of it sinks in. I explained that he kept it in the show as a motivator to take better care of themselves and to understand that there are steps that you can take. 
Uh, although his revelation will appear in the series, uh, the star hasn't talked to his kids about it yet. He said, I don't think they could have grasped the concept or had the understanding. So, no, it's not like I've been handed my resignation and right. this is what it is. And <clears throat> it's up to a few months. Uh, it's not quite that situation, thankfully. Uh, one day I'm sure that I'll bring it up. They probably want to test themselves and find out, are you in the category that's going to be sensitive to this or not? Um, so it's interesting because I was reading further about it last night that he, um, a lot of people don't ever, doctors usually don't give this test to people, uh, because, um, it can just lead to some undue worrying right. that might really bother you. Uh, just simply because you have these markers doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end up with this. But if you could institute some things, which apparently is what he's going to do. That will help um, reduce the likelihood, go the other way. Mm-hmm. I think he's happy to be able to, to, to do that. His grandfather has Elsa. Yes. And uh, he was commenting about that and how difficult that is to see. But, um, yeah, so this doesn't necessarily guarantee, but he's got it on uh, both sides, his mother's side and his father's side. So it can incl- increase the likelihood. Uh, but uh, this is streaming now on uh, Disney Plus if you do want to see that. Uh, I thought this was nice. Uh, This past week, members of the United States men's national soccer team were surprised with hometown motivation from AFC Richmond's very own Ted Lasso. All right. In preparation (laughs) for the World Cup, which begins uh, on November 20th in Qatar, uh, the uh, fictional coach had personalized messages put on billboards, which included wholesome love and motivation sent to each player of the team. Now, each letter from Ted Lasso has a personal touch, including how they got into the sport, how it impacts their hometown, and how excited he is to see their success on the pitch. The yellow background and blue writing on each billboard matches the famous Believe sign that hung in the AFC Richmond clubhouse. One of these signs popped up in Medford, New Jersey, Ah. home of Brendan Aronson. The uh, USMNT midfielder currently uh, plays for Leeds United after starting his senior career uh, playing for Bethlehem Steel and the Philadelphia Union after coming up through the Union Academy. Uh, In an interview with the Inquirer, Brendan's father, Rusty, said, I've used the word surreal too many times, so I can't use it again, but it is. The sign which hangs on the side of... Kirby's Mill, by the way, it's on the side of a barn, okay? Uh, it says, uh, Brendan, it makes sense that you were raised... And this is a really lengthy... It, it is a lengthy billboard. Yeah, Brendan, it makes sense that you were raised in Medford, whose tagline is historic in nature, because that's how I describe the way you play the game. Heck, folks aren't caring even call. Heck, I'm sorry. Heck, folks are even calling you the American boy. And I know how tough it can be as an American overseas. A cookie's a biscuit, chips are fries, pants are underwear, and don't even get me started on fanny pack. But what remains the same, no matter the side of the pond you're on, is that you're, uh, you were born to be on the USMNT. You were born to play in the games of all games. And you were barned to go all the way. This billboard's on a barn, right? Because if not, this joke isn't going to make any sense. Uh, for another American boy, Ted Lasso. So I thought that was really cool. <laughs> it's pretty extensive, yeah. yeah they call underwear pants in the... I didn't know that. Me neither. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, you call under underpants. Yeah. So, But I say underpants, not pants. Yeah. Oh. But I think maybe he... Anyway. All right. Uh, That's awesome. So, yeah. And uh, and a fanny, by the way, is actually a um, mm-hmm. a vagina. Yes, that I did know. Mm-hmm. So when is uh, Ted Lasso premiering? The new season? 
I don't know. It, uh, I'm, I'm very eager for that. We yeah, all me too. are. Yeah, because it's only going to be one more. That's right. From what I understand. That's so. what they're saying. I, I'm not so sure. All right, we got some baby news here. Kate Mara is a mom of two now. Uh, the 39-year-old actress took to Instagram on Thursday to announce that she's given birth to her and her husband, Jamie Bell's second child, a baby boy. Uh, Mara and Bell are already parents to a daughter whom they welcomed back in 2019. Uh, Bell also shares a nine-year-old son, Jack, with his ex, Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, Mara captioned a sweet shot of the newborn's feet and said, had a baby a week ago, here are his feet. Uh, <laughs> baby feet are pretty useless, aren't they? <laughs> the pic and caption at Mirror the Way she announced the arrival of her first bundle of joy in 2019. On that one, she wrote, we had a baby a couple of weeks ago, here are her feet. <laughs> Now, leave me alone. So, uh, the couple fir- first met on the set of 2015's Fantastic Four. They got engaged in 2017 and uh, tied a knot uh, later on that year. So, two babies for them. That was just on the other night. I took a chance and said, let me, let me revisit this Fantastic Four. And I was surprised to learn that it was still as horrible as it was yeah. the first time. <laughs> it's think, really bad. I don't think I ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Uh, let's see, another baby story. Wait a minute. Wait, what? We have more baby stories? Is this, uh, the nursery? No, hang on a second. I thought I had a... I know I have another one, but I thought I had one on top of this one that I was going to mention. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. (laughs) (laughs) Two legends. If you're going to talk about a Hollywood power couple. Uh, Oh, they welcome their second baby boy. Oh, that's great. Uh, The Hills alum said on Snapchat, I was screaming in the hospital. It was 45 minutes later I delivered him. So I'm really glad we came to the hospital. Are they still doing Othello at the Globe Theater in uh, London? It was about an hour and 15 minute delivery total. Wow. Uh, The new baby. Yeah, that's not bad at all, man. It's basically a fart. Uh, they were born at, uh, 1.31 a.m., seven pounds, nine ounces, by the way. You had that story uh, a little while back with Heidi, and I, I don't know these people. I don't watch this show. No, 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 no. Good for you. Uh, I know. Uh, so I didn't really care for them before, but you had that story about their encounter with, uh, Phoebe from the Friends. Right, oh, yes. Yeah. And how nasty she was, and I was like... It gave me a lot of sympathy for them, you know. I, I so do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah these when Phoebe just, craps on you, it kind of brings us all together. They're trying to, you know, blend and live and thrive in, in Hollywood, and you you go to a party and these people treat you like less than, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, I was like, oh, you poor people, because I don't nice really moment. know them. No, no, you don't even know how it played out. But. No. At least the way the story was told to us, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that yeah. makes them a little bit more sympathetic. You're a sympathetic kind of guy? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am. You stand up for the little guy who gets crapped on by cast members from Friends. I've yeah. done that before. Yeah. Uh, Tim Allen visited his friend Jay Leno at the Grossman Burn Center on Thursday. Uh, the Santa Claus star said that Leno is feeling better after, of course, suffering those deep burns to his face, hands, and chest. Uh, he told a TMZ that he brought the Tonight Show star some car magazines uh, to peruse as he recovers. They're both car dudes, and uh, uh, he uh, Leno went over to Tim Allen's hangar, basically, of all his collectible autos. Uh, extensive, wild stuff. I mean, Leno's is huge, but Tim Allen's is enormous as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramona Agruma recently said that it was a little bit scary to start a relationship with her famous girlfriend, Rebel Wilson. Uh, the self-proclaimed homebody said that it was shocking at the beginning and hard because I'm not used to so much attention. Uh, the Lemon v. Lemon 
Lemon v. Lemon founder. I have no idea. Added that all the attention was a little bit scary in the beginning, but we still try to keep their lives private, she said. If you, if Rebel Wilson looks nothing like, I mean, obviously the weight loss is a large yeah. contributing factor to that, but even facially, I'd be hard-pressed to identify her as Rebel Wilson. Yeah, it's when when you're used to seeing, when she debuted as yeah. a larger gal yeah. and has since lost the weight, yeah, they, uh, the facial features... Absolutely, uh, look different uh, when you use a whole lot of lose a whole lot of weight, especially right. if you know that person only for that from that one way. size. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, it can uh, look totally different. Uh, is she, but no uh, pooch perfect. No mention of that, Preston. No, there was no pooch. Because perfect. what a show! What a show! Yep. Uh, Ryan Seacrest will indeed host his 18th Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Uh, Deadline reports that he will be joined by returning co-hosts. Uh, is it Liza Koshy? Yeah, let's go with that. And uh, Jesse James Decker in Times Square. Uh, Do you, uh, if you're home on New Year's, what do you put on? Do you put on Rock and Eve? I I put on that about two minutes before midnight. Yeah. And I watched Countdown and uh, Night Everybody. Well, also the predominant (laughs) bit of that show was pre-recorded. So it's not like... Really? Yeah, there are a lot of concerts and things that they cut yeah, through that I, were recorded before. I don't watch any of that stuff. I don't. No. The one mean? I watched last year was uh, the Miley Cyrus, Pete Davidson one. How was that? It was actually really good. Really? It was entertaining. Steve, it was kinetic. It kept moving forward the whole time. Maybe you should do that again. I got I got bored by uh, Ryan Seacrest and, and uh, I don't know. About 10.30, I've had uh, my share of monkey bread and I go to sleep. I've seen the ball drop enough times. I don't need to do that anymore. I wanted to, as I've said before, make it drop. Yeah. Make that mother effort. Don't make right. it slide Maybe down. Maybe drop it like uh, like Indiana Jones style. Into the crowd. They have to run away. I have uh, this year on New Year's Eve. The the one thing that I that I'm kind of looking forward to because I've, I've like New Year's Eve is kind of it sailed a long time ago. Yeah, uh, for me, I just uh, it's not a big deal. It's just another night for me. However, last year on New Year's Eve, I did start my one second video every day. Yeah. Project, so I will be screening that. Oh, on uh, really? Yeah, because it'll be officially. Uh, it'll one be a one second of video. Have you missed any days? Um, yeah, here and there. How many accidentally, but but I'll, I'll um five or six. That's nothing. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, here and there, but for the most part, I try to. Even if it's like I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot to do it today. <laughs> yeah, I'll just literally I'll look at myself. This is my one second video of the day. That's it. Just, you know, <laughs> not not exciting, but it. Gets it done. Have you started uh, editing it already? And- oh yeah, okay. you edit it as you go along. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm like a month behind on that, but it's easy to knock that out. You can do it in a couple of minutes. All right. So what else did I want to mention to you guys? Uh, Quentin Tarantino, recent episode of his and Roger Avery's <laughs> The Video Archives podcast, uh, in which they discussed the 1983 film Star 80. Uh, Quentin took time to not only bash the 1980s and 1950s in terms of cinematic output, but also the current era. He said, even though the 80s was the time that I probably saw more movies in my life than ever, at least as far as going out to the movies was concerned, I do feel that 80s cinema is, along with the 1950s, the worst era in Hollywood history, matched only by now, matched only by the current era. He said uh, the current era, of course, uh, is a host of a wave of superhero movies, which Tarantino has gone on to record as saying any third hand could, uh, third and I'm sorry, any hired hand could direct. Uh, still, Tarantino does say that spans with uh, so much garbage uh, do give an edge to the ones that don't conform, the ones that don't stand out from the pack. Uh, naturally, Quentin Tarantino doesn't hate every movie that's out, 
And so a few will fall under the blanket of standing out. For example, he loved both Top Gun Maverick (laughs) and Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, uh, saying they provided a true cinematic spectacle, the kind that I'd almost thought that I wasn't going to see anymore. He said it was fantastic. Uh, He also enjoyed some recent horror, like uh, the movie Crawl, and he also liked Dr. Sleep. Uh, As far as his favorite decades, uh, surely the 1970s is at the top. Uh, For his 2012 top 10 list, uh, for Sight and Sound, Tarantino named eight films from the 1970s. I love, uh, obviously, he's an accomplished, award-winning director himself, but uh, to hear him talk about the movies he loves uh, is great. And the way he dissects them with his uh, directorial eye makes it that much more interesting. I would mm-hmm. counter that argument by saying uh, there's never been a better time for television. You know, the, the amount of great TV that's on there right now yeah. is uh, it's remarkable, and it's a different way to consume entertainment, but there are so many, and we've talked about this a million times, so there are so many good TV shows, you can't watch all of them. Yep. You know, and so, like, maybe there's a lack of great movies in the theaters, but there's so much that you can watch at home that's really amazing. Yep. Uh, speaking of casting in movies, Steven Spielberg has cast Bradley Cooper as Frank Bullitt for his upcoming original film, Bullet. Uh, Cooper has officially closed a deal to play the classic character who was famously portrayed by Steve McQueen in the original 1968 thriller. Uh, Spielberg's developing a new version of the film centered on the famous San Francisco cop, but made it clear it's not a reboot of the original film. Uh, interesting. an entirely new story. I love the original movie. It is he's one of the classic anti-heroes. It, of course, has one of the great car chases of all time in movie history. Uh, Cooper is also met to uh, set to co-produce the film alongside Spielberg. Huh. And Steve McQueen's son, Chad McQueen, and granddaughter, Molly McQueen, will executive produce the movie. Uh, the decision cast Bradley was not a sudden one. Cooper and Spielberg have been discussing Bullet since the pandemic began, uh, talking about the character and how to put a fresh spin on the story. Uh, Cooper and Spielberg have been trying to collaborate on a project for years as Spielberg came close to directing American Sniper, which, of course, Bradley Cooper was in, but that was handed over to Clint Eastwood. I think char- uh, car chases are kind of like my least favorite action scene. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think depends I'm, on how they're done. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm just over it at this point. It's, well, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. There's just there the way they can do it, the way they can fake it. Uh, at this time, though, the, the bullet car chase was was amazing. You, you know? see the new Black Panther case? I did. There's a pretty good car chase in that when it's like sort of the opposite. That's of... where I was watching it, and yeah? I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm so over this <laughs> All right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. thought it. I thought it was well done, and it was sort of uh, the opposite of the one that they had in the first Black Panther movie. Uh, Cooper's currently producing Maestro, which he also co-wrote, directed, produced, and starred in. He plays a lead alongside Kerry Mulligan, and that film is set to be released uh, on Netflix in 2020. That's where he's playing uh, Leonard Bernstein, right? Correct. All, right. All right, here we go with uh, new movies opening this weekend. <laughs> The Menu is opening this weekend, and it stars uh, Andy Taylor-Joy, Ray Fiennes, Nicholas Holt, and a couple travels to a coastal island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Uh, it's an hour and 46 minutes long. It's rated R, wide-release theaters, 
And Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 91%. Not bad. Which is cool because I'm like, okay, you know, I saw the trailer. I'm like, this could be really good or, or dumb. Yeah. And it looks like the scores are coming back that it might be really, really good. So that's cool. Uh, number two, this looks interesting, Bones and All. It's a mystery thriller starring Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Michael Stolbarg. Uh, a story of first love between Marin, a young woman learning how to survive on the margins of society, and Lee, an intense and disenfranchised drifter. A liberating road odyssey of two young people coming together in their own, searching for identity and chasing beauty in a perilous world that cannot abide who they are. Uh, it's two hours, ten minutes long. It is rated R. And uh, wide release in theaters and Rotten Tomato score gives it 89%. It looks like they're cannibals. Is that oh. the one? Uh, I, you know, so is the menu about cannibals as well? Don't know yet. That they're kind of keeping a bit of a mystery. But this shows her cannibals? like... This kind of shows her like, yeah, like biting people. Yeah. And, uh, so it looks, it looks like they... Um, what if they, we had a really good cannibal double feature in the theaters? They struggle because uh, they can't be accepted. They they are, are coming to terms with uh, and who then, they are, meaning they have to eat other people. And I then they think. meet Army Hammer, and it, it, everything's all right. Yeah, what it, it's what it looks like to me. All right, and then finally, uh, She Said also opens. It's drama starring Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan, and Patricia Clarkson. Two-story uh, two story of two New York Times reporters... Hmm. Megan uh, Tui and wait, we know a Megan, Megan Tui. Tui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should be a true story. And uh, Jody Cantor, uh, who together broke uh, one of the most important stories in a generation—a story that helped propel the Me Too movement, uh, shattered decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood, and altered American culture forever. Uh, it is two hours, fifteen minutes long. Rated R, wide release in theaters. 86% rotten tomatoes. Everything's above 85% this yeah, time. Good wow. scores right. throughout the uh, uh, throughout the list there. All right, we're ready for clips now. The menu features a lavish tasting menu with a side of shocking surprise. And here Ray Fiennes talks about why he related to his character. I, I can notice he's sort of, he's complicated about having had success and then sort of feeling he's sold out. And I can, I sort of have a window on that, what that might feel like a bit. You know, you're kind of, you start off with purest intentions and then the light is shone on you a bit and suddenly, you know, are you are you somehow devaluing what you've set out to do? I'm going to eat, goddammit. Uh, the menu is out in theaters today. Here's our next clip. New York Times reporters break story that helped launch the Me Too movement and shatter decades of silence since she said. In this clip, director Maria Schrader uh, explains how the movie came to be made. It impacted me and led to enormous discussions and people call it a cultural shift. And um, so we were all very aware of the story. What we were not aware about is how that story came along and who was, you know, who were these people and how did they start to investigate it? She said is out in theaters today. And there you go. That's the last story in the entertainment report this morning. Here we go. All right, we're done with that. We have a Friday laid out before us. We have some guests that are going to be joining us on the program. John O'Hurley is going to be stopping by today. The National Dog Show is in town this weekend. And he is a big part of that, so he's stopping by today. Uh, and we have uh, comedian Ian Fidance who's going to be here. Ian is performing at Punchline, so we'll talk to uh, Ian in the 8 o'clock hour. Let's take a break. Come back in just a second. 
and we'll move forward on a Friday morning into your weekend. So stay with us. Join Brent Porsche tomorrow from noon to 2 for the grand opening of AT&T's newest store at 57 Julius Town Road in Browns Mills, New Jersey. Everyone, both new and loyal longtime customers, get the best deals on every new smartphone, only at AT&T. So, Swifties, you and your issue with the uh, ticket is a, is a big, big deal now. Let me ask you something, and we talked about this earlier. When you feel, because I've never had this, my cats have never wanted to go to a concert, so I never felt the pressure <laughs> mm-hmm. of someone in my home, you know, like a kid, right. desperately wants to go see a show. Oh, yes. I, a ton of parents, I think, are stressed out about it. So that's all that I'm seeing in these reports yes. about, like, like on the edge of... Like going off the charts crazy. See, because you want to give, you know, when your kid is very excited yeah. about something, like, you know what I mean? It warms your heart. And, it, and right. they love some, and you want to get it for them. And then and then it becomes a mission. Like, now you're like, well, wait a minute. Somebody told me I can, or it's going to be difficult. Or yeah. So that's why there's parents that are sitting on the computer for, for hours. hours. And not and, to mention, Christmas is a month away, you know? Well, a lot so are this, doing yeah. it for Christmas gifts. Right. Oh, totally. yeah. yeah, yeah. This would be um, an incredible gift. But I mean, you know, you. I guess yeah, you could hide your kid. I, I, I kind of didn't get tickets, and then surprise them Surpri- on Christmas. Actually, that and then they'll follow surprise. through on it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so hey, here you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, it's just a, a reaffirmation that I couldn't get tickets. My friend that got through and got the ninety nine dollars seats, so she, you know, she got the face value seats. Um, she goes, she has a son, and she goes, now I have to buy him courtside seats for the Sixers. Uh, <laughs> courtside. <laughs> I remember if I ever tried to broker a deal like that with my brother, but he got. My father would like give me the death stare, like oh you my God. Don't, yeah, don't even, yeah. don't even go there. I don't know. Like Santa Claus is always so good to us, and you know it's not yeah. like a, you know, uh, we weren't like super effluent, you know. Yes, uh, you know, you're people of the dirt. But no, nah, I mean, listen, my, my dad was a. <laughs> My dad was a truck driver. My mom worked for the post office. We weren't <laughs> rolling. A lot. We weren't rolling in it. But I never, ever like went to bed on Christmas night being disappointed with what I went through that day. Case I told you the story. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's all in perspective. But I think as a parent, as you guys are parents, mm-hmm. the onus somehow what you were saying, Kathy, is like you're doing it for them also, and then you don't want to be the parent. I get this is what I'm assuming. I'm not a parent, so I don't know that you. I don't want to be the parent that failed to get. You know, I think. I mean, for me, it's more like the joy for him. Like, if, right. it, if it's something that he really wants to do, I want to be able to yeah, give course. that to him. You know, absolutely. You want to make them happy. You yeah, want, yeah, ma- and you want to see them really, really happy. He wants to see Alexis Texas. Yeah, but we just did this. We went through this recently. My daughter went to see Harry Styles. Harry did a bunch of shows at Madison Square Garden. That was a huge ticket. That was a huge ticket to get, and and it wasn't an easy get, and uh, I think they had something similar for American Express card holders. You know, this time it was for Capital One, and so we don't have an Amex, but our friends do, and so they were able to secure tickets. Do you get leverage, Nick? Like, you think on the the credit card, things like that, like for Capital One? pre-sales yeah. that you do. You do? Yeah, yeah uh, definitely for certain shows. Um, at least with Harry Styles, Casey, there were like a lot of shows to choose from. I'm not saying that it was easy, but like there were yeah, there was plenty lot. of um, shows that perhaps one night would be not completely well, sold out or whatever. Math here because there's uh, seventy thousand seats at the link in three shows, so that's right. two hundred ten thousand tickets in theory. That the MSG and fifteen shows, seventeen thousand maybe at MSG. I'm just like this yeah. this whole Taylor Swift debacle or whatever you want to call it. It just you know obviously reminds me of Pearl Jam from 1995 and they're yeah. them challenging Ticketmaster and and this on this last tour. 
Pearl Jam worked exclusively with Ticketmaster, to, and they tried to do it in a way to make to eliminate bots, to eliminate scalpers, and <clears throat> I'm sure it worked on some level, but it's like Ticketmaster, love it or not, it is essentially a monopoly. So that's the system that we have. So that's kind of the system that we have to deal with. And then the consequences when the when it's third party tickets, when the you know Taylor Swift tickets going for what did the what did you see the other day, Preston? Like thirty five thirty five thousand dollars. Do you know what the fees are on the tickets? Like seventy nine dollars. Yeah, and the fees for what? Just the processing fees? No, I case I think well, some of them are are even more than that. Like I can't pay four ninety nine for shipping when those fees <laughs> popped up. Even when you um, for World Series too, when you were looking at yeah. those tickets on StubHub, the fees like it added hundreds of dollars. And, and I was tell like, me what, what the those hell? what do those fees pay for? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm curious yeah. about. What what is the what is the actual physical they thing that costs that money? <laughs> what? Exactly. what can we do exactly. as Nothing. a consumer? What the freak can we do? We can't do anything. I know. Yeah. There's, well, there's no other option. I mean, what are we going to do? Like, hey, 350 million Americans, let's not buy tickets. Well, Preston's asked, and that's a very salient question. What exactly? And they'll never provide you with an accounting that that um, explains why you need to tag on eighty bucks. They don't. <laughs> for I mean, processing look, fee. All of us have worked in radio for a long time. Yeah. I still don't understand it. You know, people ask me about trying to get tickets. I had a friend a month ago asking me about the Taylor Swift tickets. I'm like, man, good luck. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wish I could give you good advice because I still don't understand why some tickets sold are sold out. I don't know why third party things aren't are considered illegal and scalpers. Yeah, I, I don't get that argument. Sometimes it's the only way you can literally get the tickets. Yes, it's like trying to figure out what a resort fee is. Like, yeah, what? what the hell? Didn't I just pay you? We already for paid t- for everything. <laughs> what the hell is a resort fee? Uh-huh. I thought the pay? resort fee was the fee that you paid to go to the resort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thought that was the thousands of dollars I, I have already to pay. Gave you. Uh, is this an enjoyment fee? <laughs> Uh, unbelievable. All right, so we're looking, I don't know, this is a, this is a parody thing. It yeah. says, Ticketmaster, be like, uh, concert ticket, $40. Venue fee, $21.32. Access fee, $18.32. Paperless transmission fee, $12.03. Fee fee, <laughs> eight, okay, this is a joke. Fee five full thumb fee, because we can see fee, because uh, we can fee. Might as well fee free. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, but, but as Casey also, the guy's over a barrel. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You, you're down to the wire. You want to get your Taylor Swift tickets. You want to get your, at the time, World Series tickets. Uh, and I have yet to find or hear from anyone who has, people claim to have methods, but they don't. Oh yeah, of getting them. They have method. The story is, and then don't even get me started on the on the secondary market. I've never bought uh, tickets on on the secondary market. It's it's. That whole thing is uh, the issue with that is so far over that it doesn't matter. You know that that people that brokers can go and buy a whole chunk of tickets and then resell them for even more. That I, in the old days we called that scalping. Yes, That's exactly what I yeah. just said. Yeah. Now it's yeah. legal scalping. How is yeah. that legal? I, I, listen, in case I know you're sort of like clamoring for a return to the old days and. We'll never get back to what no. that was. However, there was a bit of sanctity in going and standing in line, even if there was a lottery while you were in line. Like if, if you would, li- and I would go to Strawbridge's, and it was actually went- a communal process. It was. It, it was actually would- there were p- parts of it that were enjoyable, believe it or not, and, from and, someone who hates lines. Yes, and and you know the West Coast video on Westchester Pike and whatever. Like these, the you would go there. You'd have to show up early. At least there was some, I don't know, semblance of order to that process. Now it just seems like it's a wild, wild west. 
No, I, I disagree. I, there's no, I would much rather sit in front of my computer and be sitting here or in my own house than right. have to go outside. You don't want to be at, no, the, I, uh, at the Suncoast video? Well, I know what you're saying. a lot of times, I, like, we would miss out on it. You'd be at school or if you're at work right. or you can't, you know, like, I mean, I guess that's the same chance as somebody who just doesn't get well, in, but. It'd be great if you still had that option. You know, yeah, if, sure, if you could, sure, you could do sure. it online or in person, that, that'd be uh, and the, great. The thought process of like, hey, the tickets are going to go on sale at 10 a.m. If I show up in line at 5.30 a.m., I've earned it. Like, I've worked for these tickets, right. and, and I'm and now I'm first in line. And when the tickets go on sale at 10 a.m., I'm going to be the first. Well, Whereas when you're sitting at your computer screen, Kathy, you have no, you have idea. no idea where yeah. you are in line. Yeah, I remember I my mom dropped me off at like 3.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was before I had a driver's license, and I went to get rush tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I waited in line. I got second row tickets, man. There you go. You and, earned it. And now, they, it was a lottery system, too. And I, it didn't, I didn't need to get there as early as I got there. <laughs> right. But right. I right. got lucky, yes. and, uh, and I got second row tickets. Well, it's the show where Neil Peart saw you saw smoking. me smoking a joint. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, what are you doing to you? I said second row, and I put two and two together. It's 15 years that old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. Look right here. This young man smoking you. marijuana. Um, there's like, I mean, there, I think the, the the lines have, I mean, even for Black Friday, stuff like that, like they're just, they've gone away because everything is accessible online now. But there there was something that I was trying to get for a long time. And um, what I found was that, uh, and somebody gave me this trick that if you had the app as opposed to going to their website, you got, uh, you had more of a chance of getting it or there was more available on the app. And sure enough, I, I got what I wanted from the We're app. Using their app. But, but have... same, I tr- Steve, at the time yeah. I purchased it, I went to the website, said it was sold out. And, sh- and my friend goes, no, go, go to, to the, the app. app. Yeah. So I have about five or six proprietary apps for c- concert or, or ticket things that I have on my phone that I've used just the one time I needed right. those tickets. Yeah. And it's annoying as hell. You know what the, the the line thing still happens for, Kathy, and you saw it yourself, uh, are for sneaker drops, um, because there are a lot of sneaker heads out there, and there is a secondary market for sneakers. But, you can, but same thing, you can get that online, too. Y- you can, but... Uh, but they still they still line up. They, they still line yeah. up. Yeah, my son did it because uh, he was like, all right, maybe I'll be a sneaker flipper. <laughs> right? So he bought these Yeezys. And <laughs> then sneaker he bought Yeezys? And, and then... <laughs> Said what he said, and, and then, then and, and, like, and they dropped him. Oh so boy. twenty bucks now. So, but you know, it's funny. It, it works. Well, yeah. You know, it can work either way. You know, like yes. Mr. Kanye, did you retract what you said? I made a significant investment, and I'm looking to recoup my cost. But actually, uh, peep, the the price still has gone up, right? So yeah. now we're we're st- we, we have stuck with the conundrum of like. <sighs> Get rid of him now. Well, no. Like, do we really want to profit off of, you know, he, he yes, says some pretty inflammatory. I'm like, well, we don't want to lose money. Right. <laughs> By the way, I have, I have a sneaker observation. Yes. There is a uh, there's a Nike store at the premium outlets, the Philadelphia premium outlets, and there's always a line outside. Yeah. Exactly, and I think they fake that line. I think that they only I, let oh, so I many people bet. into no, the store. You're, you're yes, because right. I look inside and I'm like, there's not, there's no one in there. Packed, there's nobody in line. <laughs> what, what is this? No, it's like the right. Louis Vuitton they, store. They do that on purpose, no. right? That Louis Vuitton line. <clears throat> Pisses me off. There, there's four people inside. They do it. King to of Russia, make, right? Yes, yes. They, do it. they they put out the ropes and the whole thing. And I'm like, one time I went by, I go, "What are you guys waiting for?" And the girl goes, "Nothing. We're just waiting to get in." And I looked in the store, and there was there was I mean, nobody in they there. Literally, let like I think they let like per uh, you know. 
uh, shopper to you know one shopper per. Uh, do they do? We should try. We should go to the to the KLP. They have a Spencer's there, don't they? Uh, they use. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Set up our own red rope line outside <laughs> of Spencer's. Put idea. somebody in a tuxedo with a clipboard. Mm-hmm. And, and you've... <laughs> I'm looking for large greeting cards featuring obese women. <laughs> That'll be about 30 minutes. Yeah. Do they do that for, like, uh, shoplifters, you know, to... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and... At high-end like... stores, like Louis Vuitton? Yeah, but I also think they do it to... Yeah, Show you I that think you're right. To get yeah. What about the Lego store? Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that about an appointment thing? Lego? No. Oh, is it? No, no not no. the Lego store. Uh, Build a Bear Land. Build a Bear, maybe. Build a Bear, yeah. To, like, there was a line, but that, that that was demand for a stretch. So there was a lot of people that wanted that damn bear. <laughs> Would you like to have a heart inside your <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only an additional $44,000. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it an actual functioning pulmonary heart? <laughs> yes. Right. I have, we have so many Build-A-Bears. I'm like... <laughs> I know, same here. We had so many of them. They're gone now. My kids have grown up. But there was a time when we'd be walking, we didn't realize we had wandered into the Build a Bear zone. And we'd be like, oh, don't look over, look over there. Hey, there's a clown over there. Idiots. Yeah. Oh, I avoided Look over there. Look over there. So many carnivals, man. I'm like, oh, no, we cannot drive down the street. Oh, yeah. Yes. Totally. You guys know that's what my mom used to do with the ice cream truck uh-huh. when it would come by. She'd throw the blinds. Close the blinds yeah. and, uh, and she would put music on so we wouldn't hear it. Who wants to hear anthrax? Steve, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're rifling off that gun. Yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> You can just yell, there's a man with a gun right over there. All of a sudden, there's a big disturbance. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, this Ticketmaster thing, it's uh, it's it's diving into uh, to, where, to, the, to the point where they're going to take a harder look at things. Where that goes, I do not You're know. Filing lawsuits. But some yeah. Yeah, lawmakers are, are looking into that. But um, I feel bad, though, because I think people think maybe there's going to be a resolution. There's not. The tickets are be. sold out. They right. can't add seats. You're yeah. not going. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but I also, you know, I talked to our friend Ike Richmond, who was like... Uh, uh, listen, you know the there's big fervor over it right now. Yeah, um, things are going to die off, and you know, like you're not going to be paying nine thousand dollars a ticket, or you know. I wonder so, if if she takes a stand, if Taylor Swift actually does something about it. Yeah, she, she, she has influence. Yet. I, I was yeah. going to say I've heard nothing. She has, yeah, they said camp. she has not commented and yet. She's it's probably smart on her part and, not to say anything. But yet. she has so much power, and the way that she was able to influence that Scooter Braun thing, like she ended up winning in the long run with that. So like. She, I mean, she can kind of do whatever she wants with so many things at this point. I wonder if she can have an influence over Ticketmaster. Well, what they can do, honestly, is they can extend tour dates, you know. And and but, um, I mean, she's yeah, freaking like Taylor much Swift. Can, yeah. And how much can she do? You know what I mean? Yeah. There is a limit to what she can do. It is pretty amazing, though, the power that she does wield. Yes, seriously. Uh, and, yeah. and not just in ticket sales, but, I mean, the whole... Uh, scrutiny of breaking down of her lyrics and her songs and stuff like that. I'm oh like, God, it's God. Se- to me personally, it seems like a, a a waste of time. But but for but if you're a massive fan of of a of, a, of an artist or a musician or a band or whatever it may yeah. be, and and you're you're picking apart these clues and these songs. This to one's find about out. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, this one's about John Mayer. <laughs> this one's about Jake Gyllenhaal, and this one's about John Mayer. It's yeah. It is what it is, but nonetheless, that's... This one's about our cats. That's where we're... And this one's about Jake Gyllenhaal. That's where we are. Um, I did... You know what? I, I know we have a few guests, and I want to get some junk drawer stuff, or else we're not going to be able to get to any of it all. Uh, do you mind? No, uh, by all means. And this does have to do with uh, ticket sales, uh, this first story. 
Uh, the Philadelphia Convention. Oh, yeah, wait, hang on, let me find it. Yeah, you got to look for it. You wouldn't just have it right there. You're, you're actually going to a drawer. Oh, uh, there it is. Uh, so the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau announced that the uh, Phillies postseason games uh, generated a total economic impact of $78 million wow. in Philadelphia. Awesome. Isn't we knew great? it. Yeah, that, of course. That was wonderful. Yeah. During the three-week postseason. I was selling fake Taylor Swift tickets. They, during the three-week <laughs> postseason run, Philadelphia welcomed approximately 34,000 overnight visitors, supporting 35,000 total hotel room nights. So That'd that's be, just one of the stats. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff, all of the, the the vendors and all the people who had peripheral revenue coming because of that yeah. was awesome. I'm yeah. still thinking about what it would what it would have been like had we had camp out and a parade the uh, same week as uh, it, it would have been Wednesday of last week. It would have been a wonderful day. It really would have. And, and but we could have just sat on the camper. Do you know they started setting up like the um, the barriers and mm. porta potties and stuff? We should have just followed through with one. <laughs> you just had a parade, but they were they just, with a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> they, the city uh, obviously had to plan as if it were going to happen and, yeah. like, and set the stuff up. And so, you know, I don't know if it was, I don't really believe in jinxes or whatever, but they, before the series was over, they had those barriers set up. They had the porta potties going out. Yeah. Uh, during the three week postseason run. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Philadelphia welcomed approximately, yeah, 35,000 hotel room nights. And also the exposure for Philadelphia on a global level is notable with uh, postseason press credentials issued to more than 1,900 members of the media, uh, including press from 10 international markets. At that so. point, there's no there's no downside to it. I mean, especially yeah. it, it could not have been a better thing. Obviously, you wanted to win it. But we right from the get-go, the mindset was... What a what a boon for the whole area. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. So that's good news. All right, let me find something else in the junk drawer. It actually, it actually sounds like you're going through a junk drawer. Doesn't it sound yeah. like just like that? Yeah. Uh, America's therapists are booked up. Six in ten psychologists say they don't have openings for new patients. It's according to a survey conducted by the American Psychological Association. Uh, the high demand for therapy is the latest sign of an ongoing U.S. mental health crisis exacerbated. Uh, by coronavirus, and though uh, millions of Americans have returned to normal life, many feel far from normal. Yes. A uh, majority of the psychologists surveyed uh, said that uh, since the start of the pandemic, they've seen an uptick in patients who are dealing with anxiety, depression, and trauma, and that the demand for services uh, continue to remain high. Now, while I was reading this, I think they left out one little component here. Um, I think that uh, that another one of the reasons might be, and of course I haven't you know created a study on this, is the fact that it's becoming more acceptable and open to talk about mental illness yeah. and to maybe explore those avenues and not feel quite so um, ashamed or... I of, think it, there's a percentage of it. I think they've, they've seen a, 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 a geometric increase in... Um, in people seeking it out. So yeah. maybe those two things will dovetail. I think hopefully. so. Hopefully. That would be very nice because that's exactly right. Yeah. It, honestly, there are so many people out there who want to help you. To You can talk to. There are all sorts of services. Yeah. And there's no reason to go through it alone. Yeah. And to think you don't have an ear that you can, uh, you know, talk into and have somebody give you advice. That therapy thing, Preston, that used to be the the, the, the stigma associated with yeah. it, I think is diminishing dramatically. Hopefully it is. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, my youngest son is 
<clears throat> looking to uh, maybe do this as a vocation. Now, the road, he wants a major in psychology. Wow. And he wants to be yeah. a therapist. So I'm like, all right, look like there's no lack of patients out there right now. Right. So it might be a good job to Would get into. Would you go to your own son as, if he was your therapist? <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> wouldn't it be fun? Let me tell you about my son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Can so- you just associate? Is that possible? Uh, the association started conducting the annual survey three years ago when the pandemic first hit. And latest surveys show that things are not improving for practitioners or their patients. Anxiety issues particularly among young people, are common. In an APA survey, 51% of psychologists reported seeing higher rates of teens seeking therapy since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, Youths used to go kicking and screaming to appointments, and now they're telling their parents they want to go to a therapist. I think that's cool. I think there's an option there as well. You could, if you are an Uber or Lyft driver... Also, you're sitting right there in a closed compartment. There you go. Get your license. Yeah. Be a therapist. Who who is a who, who's a non who are the therapists of our life that are not therapists? Well, classically you know I mean? bartenders. Bartenders is the classic. <laughs> right. Yeah, you too. Uh, uh, people who For uh, people listening right now, the President Steve show can be to I some guess extent. So. Yeah. Uh, we were talking to Angela Perfetto, uh, yet Perfetto yesterday. So people who do hair and beauty. Oh for my a God. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can. They, they really are, are people that uh, that you can kind of blindly open up to and not. And just speak your mind, you know yeah. what I mean? My friend and I send, um, you know, things back and forth on social media, like the little, you know, sayings that, that say your best friend is your therapist, your unpaid therapist. Right. Because, you know, that's always somebody that you can talk to. Yeah. Te- teachers absolutely are. Teachers, yes. Teachers can be. I, they used to try to always promote your um, your guidance counselor as mm-hmm. your... Uh, and uh, That's what they're there for. <laughs> I, I met my guidance counselor once. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, but you don't, they have more of a relationship with the teacher than right. they do the guidance counselor yeah, yeah, oftentimes. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm trying to remember of specifics, but I know that in my life I have started to open up to someone and realize that they don't want to hear. <laughs> was it a bartender? What was it a bartender? I can't remember. There was uh, there was a guy that we that made friends with that was uh, in the clergy. Yes, and I and I'm I'm not a spiritual person, but I you know there is that kind of. You know, you can talk to this person right. type of sensation. You should go again. to another church. I don't right. believe in what you do, but let me tell you something. Well, but still, it doesn't mean, you know, no, you don't course. want uh, open advice from someone. And I remember opening up to someone and I'm going, he's not giving me anything well, back. Well, and that's yeah. a shame. What, that's, <laughs> Listen, that's what he's doing. You're, you're bringing me down. No, but uh, I don't know. But anyway. I know. Uh, you, you, oh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I'm going to do it. Why are you telling me this? We're in a confessional. <laughs> Forgive me, Father Friars. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I'm off the clock, yeah. man. Dude, I'm in here trying to read. Yeah. I know what you mean, though, Press, and you have to, like, reel it back, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. no. Wasn't that funny? I was Is pretending this... I was going to reveal myself I'm to you. Yeah. Here are three good ones that came in via text: uh, massage therapists, uh, physical therapists, and uh, tattoo artists. Because you're sitting oh, there for yeah. a long time. time. Yeah. I guess yeah. It, any any situation where you have someone sitting there for a while. Yeah. Worst is the dentist. And you. What? Dude, I don't feel. I, I sometimes I'm like, don't talk to me. Yeah. yeah. And I love my dentist. But I'm like, I can't. I can't respond. Dr. Petula, my dentist, we've worked we are now able to communicate with my mouth fully open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had an acupuncturist almost like try to I can't believe you went to an acupuncturist. Become a therapist. No way. Oh yeah, really? it was yeah, it was a little strange. It was a little weird. Oh, they started asking you questions. Yeah, like oh. and, and and the person was like, You're not really giving me much. <laughs> 
Because it's supposed to guide them, I, I was guess. Like, Aren't you supposed to put needles in my back and yeah. not ask me? Th- yes, well, yeah. So, so part of it. I have was... a problem. My acupuncturist is too goddamn chatty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think uh, this person was pretty spiritual themselves, and you know, <laughs> he was telling me though that uh, I. Oh no! I never mind. No. I don't go want ahead. To, no, I don't go ahead. Not to reveal who it is, just okay. in case. All right. <laughs> they would know. I think it was. You were almost there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the last person you want to piss off is your acupuncturist. Well, I, I actually bring, don't now want brings that. a ball peen hammer to your session. <laughs> and um, Casey, I hated every minute of it. I would sweat and count down the seconds oh. until it was finished. Sounds was, relaxing. Sure, yeah. I, it, Steve, for me, it w- absolutely one hundred percent was not. Well, I was just trying it. The notion of someone who's needle phobic going to an acupuncturist seems. Counterintuitive. Well, I didn't have to look at any of them. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't. Well, whatever. That's a different conversation. I don't find myself to be needle. I, I'm phobic? not. Huh? No phobic. I just can't. Like I can't watch it. I can't right. see. Yeah. It. Okay. And if it's in there, like the extended period of time, like and the more I have to think about it, that's yeah. When it, that's why. Like I literally was counting All until right. it was over. Uh, by the way, a, f- a few more texts coming in. Personal trainers, uh, audiologists. Somebody says are marriage therapists. Uh, bankers, customers have told us a lot of stories, and really? sometimes it was bankers. Too You're much not... information. Bank tellers or bankers? I guess I'd like to take out fifty bucks, and I'm impotent. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have time? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. And somebody here's uh, I'm, I'm in a loveless relationship. Offering their advice says, please, guys, don't do that. Uh, having uh, someone listen to you and doing actual therapy are not the same thing. Therapy is a change process. Someone listening to you is just someone listening. You mean uh, yeah, I know that we're not we're not we're not therapists. We're not. Yeah, we're not advising you to talk to your to mechanic. Yeah, yeah. actually, just saying that who do you talk to is sort of therapy. <laughs> There's a um, documentary on Netflix right now that uh, was uh, wrote, written, directed, and produced by Jonah Hill. I watched a little it's bit of me it. Me too. It's called Stutz, and oh, yeah. it's him, his therapist, yeah. it's sitting down with his therapist. And it's actually really uh, insightful. Is it? At first, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a weird thing to do. Yeah, you know, but it actually it does for people who might be on the fence about going to therapy. I think it would encourage them. And I think that's the point of the documentary. Yeah. And also, he also wants it out there that he's, that's why he's not doing any more interviewing right. or, or anything like that. He's, uh, it, it, it gives him anxiety. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be a part of that uh, process anymore. So, all right. Well, anyhow, uh, therapy, it's through the it roof right for now. Dinner. And you can, uh, you can find a great therapist in your area to help you out. I am sure of it. Uh, one more? Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, I want to make sure I get one more in from the drug Oh, look what I found. Um, pickleball, the fastest growing sport in the U.S., uh, with about 5 million players across the country now. But as more people pick up paddles, doctors are seeing a surge in pickleball-related injuries. Okay. Doesn't seem like a very injury-prone game. Dr. Dennis Cardone of Orthopedic Surgery of NYU Langhorne Health uh, says that he's seeing more pickleball players turn up with injuries. He said arms and legs, but mostly lower legs and really just muscle strains and low back issues. Uh, many players are retirees oh. who can be more susceptible to injuries. Dr. Let's go play pickleball. Uh, Dr. Cardone says that uh, those new to the game need to prepare before stepping on the court. So the main things to do are a good stretching and stre- strengthening program. And 200 burpees. Uh, he said no, and it's also important to start gradually. Oh, uh, yes. A slow progression can really make a difference in preventing injuries. Uh, so that's that's pretty much key with any type yeah. of physical activity you do. Ease into it. Don't 
dive right into the yeah. intense part. Pickleball seems to be uh, uh, not losing any steam, right? I mean, no. obviously, when you go no, into the colder months. It yeah. is still the fastest-growing sport in the U.S. Are there right indoor now. pickleball that, facilities? At, at the Y that I go to, they have it. Um, All right. Yeah, uh, and, you know, it's I go in usually in the middle of the afternoon, and a lot of old people playing yeah. it. Yeah. Casey's here. <laughs> I haven't, I have yet to, I mean, I'm, I literally. Nice piece for In yeah, my hand nice right fruit. now, I have my pickleball stuff, you know. Wow. Um, but uh, I have yet to actually play play. Preston and I kind of tinkered around a little bit in the. Uh, yeah, we batted it around the other day inside. <laughs> get into it. We have a performance area over yeah. here, you know, it's a separate studio. And so we, everyone's bringing in bands to play. They were like, we can play pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've ever, like, you know, pulled a muscle bowling, you know, maybe, you know, pickleball, like, yes, stretch a little bit before you. I exercise all the time, but if you're not used to using the muscles that way. Yeah, it can be anything. Yeah. It can be anything. And by yeah. the way, speaking of muscles, uh, my neck from that meltdown thing last week. Oh, yeah. Really? It's still yeah. hurting. Well, so it was it was a little bit delayed, and it didn't. Mm. So what do we do then? On Tuesday? Yeah. yeah Wednesday, really... my back hurt, and then it wasn't until, like, Friday, Thursday or Friday, where my <laughs> neck... It looked ugly. Yeah, and it's still bothering I, me I now. watched you go down. Yeah. I, I was right, right, right next to you when it happened. I was like, oh, my God, that looks terrible. And then you got up. You bounced up pretty fast. No, I, I laid like, there for a little bit. <laughs> well, well, because I laid there because I knew how I landed. And yeah. so for a second there, I was like, okay, am I dead? Is this part of the afterlife? Like, you know what I mean? Does it still look like camp out yeah. in, in heaven? Yeah, what a I, way to go. I had to, like, listen, I, you know, think for a second, like, okay. Like, what What am I experiencing right now? Like, all right, I can move everything. I can right. hear Preston saying, Casey, are you okay? And I was asking myself the same stuff because I really, I landed. Years? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, surprisingly, at that moment, I felt fine, but it was just. Uh, no, that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. I was watching it uh, yesterday, uh, <clears throat> watching the replay of it. And yeah. uh, when that thing got, got turned on fast, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> a terrible game. But the best part of it is when. When you took the hit uh-huh. and went down like that, you go up in the air, it knocks you uh, head over heels, yeah. boom, you land on your neck, and then it keeps swinging around. It picks up Kyle. Yes. yes. And takes him and slams him into Marissa. <laughs> it's it's just hilarious. There's it's no... So funny. And it is, the, it is the latest Daily Rush that is out right now. Oh, okay. Like to see that. So. There's no way to... To play that, you can't play that. You can't beat that. You can't win. No, no the you're going to get wins. your ass kicked. Yeah, if you're John Henry, the machine's yeah. going to win that game every right. time. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, be careful if you're playing meltdown or pickleball. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're watching the video of it right now. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. But if <laughs> we watch it, it's this big apparatus. This game. Uh. And after we go after we go through a few rounds, you guys don't even try jumping. Like it's just it's exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. How could you? You uh, who would be able to clear that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't do it because I knew I would would have gotten hurt. Yes, I absolutely would have gotten. You hurt. are smart. Yeah, all right. Well, anyhow, that's it for the junk drawer. Now we can wrap up, Casey. Thank you very much. All right, uh, let us take a break because we got some B file stories to share. We also have a few guests on the program. Ian Fidance is going to be stopping by this morning, and uh, John O'Hurley, Peterman, uh, will the be great. with us as well. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. 
Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Casey has two announcements to make. Oh! Uh, I just want to I, I want to do this on behalf of our friend Zach Spiker, uh, uh, basketball coach for uh, Drexel Men's Basketball. Good man. Tonight is the night. It, uh, they're doing a coat drive. They have a game against Arcadia University. That is at 7 o'clock if you bring a coat. Um, that will be uh, donated to uh, you know the, the community right there in, in West Philadelphia. So if you bring a coat to the game tonight, you'll get fifty percent off your admission to the game. And I want to do that for for Zach because he's such a great guy. Do you know, can you just simply donate a coat even if you're not, you know, is are they yeah. able to accept them that way? Yeah, well, I, yeah. yeah. You don't have to go to the game right, tonight. Right, right, you can yeah. go and just drop off a coat and, and be on your way. Uh, but that is tonight at seven o'clock. And then also, I want to give a shout out and a thank you. To a guy named Christian Beiser. Uh, last night on my way to, I had a gig last night at Barnaby's in Westchester. I got a flat tire on the way. And so I pulled into a Wawa. Uh, there was a Wawa gas station. And I'm going to change the tire. This guy, Chris, he's, you know, right next to me. He's like, hey, do you need any help? And I said, no, I'm good. I, you know, I can do it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he helped me anyway. And it was awesome. And I really appreciate his help. It's it, cool. it turns out Christian... And his girlfriend, Ashley, are huge fans of the show. In fact, he called Ashley, and I talked to her on the phone while he was, like, uh, you know, helping me out and taking lug nuts off the tires. But, uh, Christian, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your help. Hey, I'll do a quick shout-out, too, because I got this email uh, from Camp Up Hunger. It says, hey, my name is Chris, longtime listener, first-time writing. His name is Chris Grubb, by the way. Uh, I said, meet, uh, met you for the first time in Camp Up Hunger on Friday, and uh, the cat totally had my tongue. So excited yet surreal and a bit nervous. What do I say? Uh, that uh, all I could express was gratitude. Uh, already looking forward to next year and becoming more involved. And he said he wanted to do a shout out. He said for my main man, the legend Nick, the moist meat man <laughs> from Deets and Watson Premium Meats and Artisan Cheeses. He is a brother to me, one of the hardest working lads I know. And I'm so excited to celebrate his wedding next year. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp. <laughs> Love you, bud. I would be over the moon if you could stitch together a Ric Flair or Randy Savage shard out for my boy. We could do a little Ric Flair woo love and then a shard. Here we go. All right. And so uh, there you go, my man. It was nice to meet you. I mean, he sent some pictures, so I remember who Chris was. And then another quick email, and then we got to do the B file. Uh, this was sent to Nick, and it's from a listener in Spain. Spain, oh. that's another country. He said, I just caught up in my presidency podcast, and I heard an amazing, the amazing totals from uh, Camp Out 2022. Heard the message uh, throughout the broadcast from the show's team and how it is the people from the Delaware Valley, including this transplanted one in Spain, that make it happen. Uh, but you all need to take pride in the knowledge that this does not happen without all of you and your efforts. And uh, you as leaders lead the way and the results follow. Uh, thank you all for all you continue to do. And I'm proud to be a speck of sand on the beach of this accomplishment. <laughs> the world needs more people like the team of the President and Steve Show. Cheers. And that's from John uh, Ayana Cone, I think is how you say his name, or Ayana Cone, I'm not sure. So, But from oh. Spain, so dude, we appreciate that. Thank you for checking in. All right, as I mentioned, it is indeed Friday. We got this live at the camp out. This is our original live from the year before. Let's get into Friday. I want to be 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Lehigh Valley uh, Red Robin. Uh, this holiday season, the gifts are all wrapped, and you can give your gift of yum with a $25 Red Robin holiday gift card, and you can get a $5 bonus buck reward for you now through December 31st. Red Robin, yum. yum. Nice. All right, by the way, this is an all-animal bizarre fire. Wow. All-animal-related stories that just happened that way. How about this one? A woman who buried her dog after being told that uh, she'd been hit by a car has been reunited with her dog after she turned up alive and well. You stupid bitch. Uh, I was alive. (laughs) Cody Hutton was left heartbroken after her Springer Spaniel Maisie darted off into the darkness after being spooked by a firework. The 26-year-old spent days searching for her beloved dog and even camped out in a field where she had last been seen, but her search came to an end after she received a dreaded call saying a flattened dog had been found. Uh, she took the dog home, buried her in the garden, but miraculously, miraculously just <laughs> days later, she was reunited with her pup. <laughs> it uh, turns out that Cody had unsuspectingly buried what was likely to have been a fox, and Maisie had survived the whole ordeal with no injury. I like how they describe it as flat. Yeah, yeah. She said, we were convinced from the tail and markings on the legs that it was her. A microchip couldn't be found, but we accepted and made peace with her death. I told my son, Taylor, that she was a star in doggy heaven now. I was devastated. After Maisie was rescued by locals, she was returned home. What are you guys crying for? And was overjoyed to be reunited with her family. So That's that's miraculous. Yep, totally. A 22-year-old New Jersey man was identified as the alleged shooter who illegally killed four black bear cubs over the weekend. Yeah, the Ringwood man, Matthew uh, Ligas, was issued a summonses for the bear's death, which range in uh, fines between $1,500 to $5,700. The Cubs were discovered on Sunday when New Jersey Fish and Wildlife Conservation police officers got a call about the dead bears reported by a hiker in Ringwood State Park. Police responded to the scene and began an investigation. Upon arrival, they located a fourth dead bear cub. An investigation revealed the bears had been fatally shot. Officers continued their investigation Monday and issued Ligus summonses the next day. He received summonses for hunting with a firearm without a firearm license, hunting taking a bear during a closed season, careless discharge of firearm, uh, possessing and using illegal ammunition, and hunting and taking a bear with an illegal weapon. It still seems a little light, right, for doing killing four bear cubs? News of charges against Ligus came at the the same day that Governor Phil Murphy had announced a bear hunt would begin in the state on December 5th in designated areas. Uh, The hunt will not apply to cubs under 75 pounds, nor bears traveling in family packs with cubs below 75 pounds. Yep, be on the bear watch. An Arizona driver doesn't seem to give a hoot. Cops say that they found an owl in his passenger seat when they pulled him over for a DUI in Arizona. He's been drinking all night. And it's not even the strangest part of the story. Uh, Payson police say that they found the little co-pilot early Thursday morning. When officers performed the traffic stop, as they approached the vehicle, they immediately noticed the bird of prey riding shotgun. Let me do the talking. Uh, Cops say the driver told them that he bought the owl at a local gas station. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's where you should get most of your owls, at your gas station. I think they get the freshest. 
Police say it's illegal to transport, possess, buy, or sell wildlife in the state unless expressly permitted under Arizona law. Yeah, a cup of coffee, a pack of cigarettes, and I'll take that owl. The owl was reportedly picked up at the AZ Game and Fish Department after the discovery, but was apparently unable to be released back into the wild due to minor injuries. As for the drivers, uh, driver cops say he was arrested for aggravated DUI, possession of methamphetamine, and possession of wildlife <laughs> as well. <laughs> How often does that happen? Those two possessions. Yeah, yeah. and Alan meth. Right. Yeah. He's been doing meth. A yeah. lot of it. Yeah. How much meth? He bought an owl. Yeah. All right, this is pretty wild. A 13-year-old corgi and her owner were viciously attacked Tuesday by a pack of poodles at Trinidad State Beach. Catherine Burleson was walking her dog, Emma, and was with a friend at the beach when a pack of 10 standard poodles jumped out of a car about 50 feet away and ran towards him. Uh, Burleson said she reached down to pick up Emma, who was so scared that she uh, wriggled out of her harness. And within seconds, the pack was on them. She said, they jumped on us. We were at the bottom of a pack of 10 snarling, biting dogs. She said, I thought Emma and I were going to be killed. That's when you start kicking. Burleson tried to cover Emma with her body to protect her. At some point, the owner of the poodles, identified as Frank Malat, joined the fray. And Burleson felt her finger being bitten. She looked over and saw that it was the guy, Frank, had his her finger in his mouth. He was biting her? Yeah. Burleson said it was the most bizarre experience of my life. I looked up and I saw that it was a person who was biting me. I screamed to stop, and he did. Burleson said that uh, Malat later told her that he thought that he was biting one of the dogs. Yeah, sure. As the attack continued... One of the dog's fingers. An unidentified woman walked over, reached into the snarling pack, and pulled out Emma. She became an angel at that moment, Burleson said. I wish I could locate that person who lifted Emma up from that pack of bloodthirsty, crazed dogs. <laughs> Poodles! It was a miracle. After she lifted Emma up, the dogs were jumping and tearing at her flesh and fur. I thought you were going to say, like, like French, you know, like the larger poodles? These are just standard smaller poodles, yes? Uh, it's no, just... those are miniature standard. Are the big ones. Are they? Yeah. Well, then that would be an issue. Emma received severe wounds and was rushed to uh, an animal clinic where the doctor had to perform emergency surgery. And they're keeping an eye on this dog. The dog is in, in a pretty bad way. They're Man. saying it's, it's probably going to survive, but it's going to have some serious injury issues. I love corgis. Here's another uh, animal story for you. Last one? Yeah. All right. About 10,000 minks are on the loose in Ohio. Uh, They were freed from their cages on an Ohio mink farm by unknown intruders. Uh, So there's 10,000 minks. Uh, Minks are carnivores. They are known for attacking chickens and fish. Uh, uh Uh-oh, so the chickens are going to This is going to be an issue. Uh Yes, uh, they're... Uh, they're not Silas Gene Simmons. I want to alert you to a potential chicken issue. Moving <laughs> bands of mink. Is it minks or mink? I, I think uh, it says minks. So right, minks. Yeah, which is also a cat, right? Yeah, absolutely. M I N X. They're not much danger to humans since they Pedro. only since they only grow. <laughs> About, about three and a half pounds. Luanda. Uh, but officials warned that uh, they do bite, by the way. All right, and there you go. That is the last story in the Bizarre Five. You know what lives up to it? The chinchilla. You were a pet of chinchilla. Oh, they're so soft. Just amazingly yeah. soft. It's yeah. almost hypnotic. All right, and there you go. Your B-file friends. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and we're going to have comedian uh, Ian uh, Finance, who's going to be here, yeah, uh, performing at Punchline. And then after that, John O'Hurley is stopping by. Peterman. So hang out with us. We'll be back in a moment. Wait, what's he? 
Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Our next guest is going to be performing at Punchline in Philadelphia tonight and tomorrow. There are shows at 7.30 and 9.45 and uh, he hails from Wilmington, Delaware. He does. Originally. Oh. Yeah. And is excited to be here. <laughs> Please welcome Mr. Ian Fidance. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, nice. a, I'm a little dirty Delaware doozy, and I've been a <laughs> lifelong fan of MMR and you guys, so this is fantastic. It's awesome. Thank you, Thank you man. very excited. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so years ago, you had. I mean, you know, when did you? Uh, now you're Brooklyn now, right? Yeah, yeah. I live in Brooklyn. Uh, okay. New York, when, yeah. when did you? When did you make the uh, the big move? Oh man, I moved to New York City in 2003 when uh, I was 18. All right. And then uh, I moved to Brooklyn in 2007. Been in the same apartment, same spot. I love it. I'm never leaving. <laughs> Every <laughs> relationship I have ends because of it. <laughs> I'm like, really? it's my you fault. Not moving. Yeah. 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 Well, you love it. What are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. 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 But I, I moved back to Delaware for like four years. You did? Okay. Yeah. All right. But but 18, you left and went for the big city at 18. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, By yourself? Did yeah. You, did you know anybody there when you moved? No. Dude, wow. that's a, that's a that's bold move. Yeah. 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 Did you go tax-free shopping? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And mommy. <laughs> Mom yeah. was in Delaware. I was away. I was like, what am I going to do? You know? <laughs> and it was right after, two, not even two years after 9-11. So right. every old person in my family was like, you're going to blow up. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh my God, what is happening? Wait, was that yeah. a good time to move to New York after 9-11? Like, I mean, just as far as like real estate goes and prices, did that affect anything? Bro, I was 18. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, you know, speculating on the market. That's fair. Did, did you have this world-class mustache that you have now at 18? Oh, no, that didn't okay. come into like 2005. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I've been rocking that for a while. I want everyone to know I'm. I live in Brooklyn. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> so you grew yeah. I know. It's your know. visual verification. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Pretty well groomed. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I look like I listen to porn on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? You do it so well that it's all. It's uh, it's immediately nostalgic. Yeah, like it's you. not like creepy. It's nostalgically yeah. wonderful. Like I love seeing footage of uh, Manhattan in, in, in the seventies, like yes. around Taxi Driver time. It was the scuzziest place on earth, yeah. but it's bizarrely nostalgic, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like I have that as a, I'm like an old relic of the city. Yeah. You know? And, and it, it's so funny. Like, I used to be a carpenter in Delaware. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I had the mustache then, and, and it just, like, looked the, everywhere I went, it looked like I needed a tool belt. Yeah. 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 And I used to get ripped with this guy at work, and uh, he would always be like, hey, man, WMMR, the rock we threw up with. Because <laughs> he'd show up to work hungover, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> radio on. Uh-huh. Wait, so, wait, did you move to New York to do comedy, or did you go there for school? No, or? I went there for school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I went there for school. I didn't start comedy until 2011 in Philly when I uh, lived in Delaware, because I moved back in, like, 2008. Okay. okay. What did you go to school for? What were you uh, to... I went to school Jeez. for secondary English education. <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah, so I very much looked like Mr. Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching you know what, though? Uh, that's uh, an English, anything English, anything, yeah. you know, it, it's it's applicable. 
Did the, you teach? I did. Yeah, it was a, I taught in New York City public schools for for years. So, what I, was your experience like there? It, I mean, I'm a comic now. <laughs> what do you think? It's terrible. <laughs> I loved it. I taught at one of the worst schools. It was like top five worst schools in the country. It's Boys and Girls High in Bed Stuy, which now, they changed the name. It's now They Them. Uh, <laughs> they Them High. And uh, no, it was great, dude. It was like I was a bad kid growing up. It was the best. I loved it. And uh, I did teach middle school. I taught, like, test prep, you know? And I did teach middle school for a bit, and uh, it was not. So wait, it'll wear me. you down. Yeah. My, my my brother went, um, you know, he uh, English teacher mm-hmm. years ago. My older brother yeah. uh, did it actively yeah. for about a year and a half, two years, and yeah. then went into the Army. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his entire trajectory changed because, you know, some people are... You've just, I think you have to have it in your DNA. Yes. And that's just it. I mean, we've talked about my inability to teach people to do things is horrible. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm going to have an aneurysm if I have to teach my mom how to work a printer again. (laughs) Let alone, you know, children reading, you know. But it's like, dude, it's such an amazing profession. You have to have a mind. It has to be in your DNA. You have to have a heart for it. They're super underappreciated, especially with everything that goes on. But it was, uh, you know, I mean... What what can you say? I, I thank God. I, I was eighteen, and they're like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I don't know. I like my English teacher. I guess I'll be that." You know? It's such like, an onerous thing to ask someone in that age yes. group. Yes. What do you want to be? If you figure you're going to get doled out, so you're in your twenties, let's say optimistically, or, yeah. or, or, or late teens, another fifty, sixty years. You know, you yeah. What do you want to do for that? I don't know. I know. Yeah. They, they were like, what do you want to do? I was like, I guess I'll be a teacher. And I didn't know that I would eventually was in the cards be a vicious alcoholic. <laughs> like, well, you know, what can you do? Luck of the draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, I follow uh, Punchline on uh, on Instagram, and, and I saw a bunch of videos pop up with you. And I'll be honest, the first thing that grabbed my attention was you wearing the Phillies hat, which you're wearing today as well. Hey, thanks. So I did a little bit more of a, a research, and... Um, I, you you had interviewed uh, Lenny Dykstra at one point. Yes. And uh, it's a great story. So I, I, I want to ask you what that experience was like uh, and how much of that you'd like to share. Because it's, it's, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he's the best <laughs> in the worst way possible. Yeah. I've and never then, heard it put better. Yeah. And then the clock strikes midnight at 12 again because he's the best again. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I, I grew up, obviously, Philly, Delaware guy. He's like a childhood hero. Yeah. I was at the 93 World Series, you know, and... Uh, I have a podcast now called Being Ian with Jordan. Right. And uh, I just hit him up on my buddy's podcast, Stuff Island, Tommy Pope, Chris O'Connor, they're Philly guys. Yeah. 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 He'll, he'll just respond, like, especially on social media. He, he gets back to people. Dude, he picked up the phone. I got his number and he picked up. You know? Yeah. And so I talked to him and uh, he, he I, I, we didn't think he was going to show. It was like the 11th hour. And then he, he shows up at my door. He's got four bags. And he goes, hey, I'm excited. I even brought my teeth. <laughs> like, let's go. Uh, you know? So oh, it's, it's just hilarious. insane that yeah. we're in. I turned my basement into a podcast studio. Yeah. He's in my basement in Brooklyn. And we're, he's telling us these insane stories. Like, legit, he, he wrote a book called, like, uh, Off the Rails of Nails or yeah. Nails. Right, yeah, I, yeah. I forget. It's a great book. But he told us stories that weren't in the book. And, like, when the, he was honestly for his, like, reputation as being a nutball. He couldn't have been more, like, kind, generous with his time, like, in, introspective. It was amazing. Yeah, we, we had him on, and he was, he was, he was really good. He's, he's what 
You want him to be Lenny Dykstra, yes. and he does not disappoint. Yes. Uh, and then I think was it, it was, and then that, there was that story talking about his teeth, about him losing his dentures, and he was at a oh, fast right. food restaurant, yeah. he went yeah. dumpster, and spent right? like seven or eight hours yeah. intensively dumpster diving with fans of Lenny Dykstra yeah. to recuperate. He like teeth. asked for help, didn't he? And people, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I can, know. Can Would you help me find my teeth in the I know. dumpster? Well, they used to have a thing in at Veterans Stadium. It was like fan night. You'd buy tickets and like you could meet them. And right. we did a raffle and I got his bat. That was like huge. And wow. who knew years later the next raffle would be finding his teeth <laughs> at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> you know? When you listen to him, you never are quite sure. Uh, if everything that he's saying is true. It's, they're great stories, right. but I believe that he subscribes to the belief of never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Because some of it, you just it, it quite literally is unbelievable. I, I don't know, dude. I think he is so crazy that you have no option but to believe it. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, he told a story about how he spent $500,000 bribing, get hiring private investigators to bribe Major League umpires yes. to lower the strike zone so that he could bat 400. Like, insane. Oh, That's yeah. insane. He's telling a yeah. story, and, and he's just so old-school baseball. He's like, so I step up to the dish, you know? And, like, he, dude, he told one story about how he was so hungover at the end of his career on a Sunday, he wouldn't uh, play because they'd give him the day off because he was so banged up. And he walks in the dugout, and Fergosi looks at him, and he goes, Lenny, you're leading off. And he's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Uh, There's no cocktail that will get me ready to play. So he steps up, and he goes, I go up to the dish, and and the the umpire was like a heavy guy. And he goes, I know what I'll do. I'll get kicked out of the game. (laughs) So the first ball comes in, strike right down the middle, and he turns around, and he goes, you fat son of a bull, why don't you have another cheeseburger? And the guy looks at me and goes, Lanny, Jimmy already told me. Oh. If I got to be out here all day, so, so do you. Do you. <laughs> it was amazing. 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 Yeah. And, and, dude, we're on there. And, like, dude, he's a Philadelphia icon, childhood hero. And yeah. we're, like, laughing, talking with him. And, and there were kind of these, like, cool moments where we're looking at each other like, dude, can you? Can we? Oh, this is crazy. Wait, I just took a dump in my hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. So what did you think about the, this recent run, you know, for the Phils? It was, uh, it was pretty mean, amazing. Amazing. Nobody yeah. thought it was going to happen. Right. They, I mean, did you make was, any games? No, yeah. no. I mean, I, I work all the time yeah, I'm on yeah. the road. It's tough, you know. In 2008, I was at Game 3 in both Game 5s. Oh, wow. And, you know, friends of mine at the time had season tickets, and they, you know, shared them and everything. And now they have, like, children of their own, and they're not really going to hand over their <laughs> child's tickets <laughs> yeah. to right. me. You know, yeah. the guy looks like a porn star. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Uncle Ian. <laughs> you know, but uh, a couple of my friends went, and they were at the game where it was a million dingers, and that was amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, three. I do. I, like I said, I was working everything. So I downloaded a radio app on mm. my phone and I have a headphone in <laughs> like at gigs, like waiting to go on stage. Wow. My, d- the, the last game I was headlining in Cleveland, I'm on stage. It was at a rock venue and there was one TV and I made them turn it on <laughs> while I was on stage. Wow. So I could watch the game That's while commitment. I was performing wow. and I'm in the middle of a joke and I'm like, so anyway, you know, the subway. Oh, <laughs> 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 but then 
then, of course, I saw the score change. I'm like, have you guys ever seen a live suicide? <laughs> That's pretty wild, man. That's yeah. commitment. Yeah. So uh, when you were in uh, um, when you were in uh, Wilmington, and you you um, you were a musician as well, yes, mm-hmm. a bass player. No, no, I played guitar. I was in a ska band. Ska band. Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, big ska fan. Yeah, what was the name right. of the band? Sock full of pennies. P e n n y z. And you know, I know everyone's waiting with bated breath. <laughs> yes, we have put our music back on Spotify. <laughs> okay, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that so that's a big passion. You're a big. You're a big uh, punk and ska fan. Yeah. Yeah, and and hardcore and uh, Catbite is my favorite ska band right now. They're from Philadelphia. They're fantastic. And uh, they actually, I did a non-music music video um, where we, they came out to Brooklyn and we put on like a live show and I was the singer of the band and like a music video we lip-synced, but instead of the song, we lip-synced my jokes. <laughs> and it's... My buddy Tom Cassidy came up with, like, the, the concept That's of cool. a non-music music video. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we did. It's amazing. They were so generous with their time. And, uh, yeah, I love ska. I mean, I have a ska ring. I just yeah, you're came serious. Up, you did, yeah. did you, were you part of a book as well? Or a, a, a ska appreciation book? I was reading something. I didn't oh, know if that was you or... Yeah, there's a book called In Defense of Ska. Oh, that's it. And, yeah. Uh, I just enjoy it. But okay. on the second publishing, he's going to have me do like a blurb on the back, which is so cool. So if you see, you're doing Ska and you're punk and you're hardcore, you, yeah. you, I assume you invested some time in stage diving. I mean, how hardcore were you? Were you... Oh, dude, don't talk about it in the past. I still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I give my glasses to a stranger and jump in the pit and I am get winded after two windmills karate kicking. And then I'm like, I got to take a break. You know, mm-hmm. I'm showing up to gigs. I went to see Turnstile in Brooklyn. Yeah. And the next day I'm at the Comedy Cellar and I'm like, I can't turn my neck. Right. <laughs> but I love it. It's the best, man. Coming up in that scene, dude, I, I used to go to the Lush pitch and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trocadero, First Unitarian Church, Electric Factory. There's this band I listen to called Carried by Six. And it's cool because they now, like, I'm fans of theirs. They're fans. They come out to shows. We do, like, shirt trades and stuff. It's it's really neat, man. There's a lot of similarities between comics and musicians. So there is is a certain energy. It's funny because we we have a a punk trio, Mm -hmm. uh, Froggy. These young, they're just just in their late teens, early Mm -hmm. 20s. And um, That's cool. they played a uh, the MMRBQ. They did a little side stage yeah, thing yeah. for us. And as they're playing, there's something about it. A, a, a pit, like a moshing circle formed. Yeah. And, and, you know, they can be great, but yeah. they can also, you know, they can turn south quickly. Oh, Were you yeah. ever in one that got way out of hand? Oh, yeah. I yeah. got punched in the back of the head at Hatebreed and E-Town Concrete at the Electric Factory back in like 2002. <laughs> and I'm showing up to, you know, English class the next day. It was like a concussion. <laughs> and it's like, my dog didn't eat my homework. I was just <laughs> knocked out. I was throttled, you yeah. know? I wasn't even aware, like, the, the, the ska movement yeah. is still, it's you pretty, know, yeah. really happening. I mean, because I, I, you know, grew up listening to bands like, you know, uh, The Specials and yes. and, uh, and and Fishbone and yes. stuff like that. But still, like, with horn sections yeah. and everything like that, still kicking? Totally. I love it's, it. I it's, love that music. It's, it's almost, kinetic. like, bigger than ever. And, right. and I, I enjoy, I'm very, like, musical. And as a comic, I try to be, like, energy music. On, I'd rather be, like, I've always wanted to be the 
lead singer of a band. So I'd rather be that on stage than just like, you know, I try to bring that energy to the stage. And I'm actually the official MC of the Supernova International Ska Festival. Wow. In 2023. And Fishbone is there, the Pie Tasters, the specials. It's in uh, Virginia Beach. Okay. So, yeah, it's really neat, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. uh, I think think Catbite was one of Jackson's local shots last year. I know that name. Okay. Uh, and I think they have a, a connection with MMR, and they're they're touring. They, they're great, they just, man. They yeah, just the thing with Scubs, yeah. Yeah. musicians tend to be really good musicians. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's so funny because they're like band geeks. Yeah. Like you have to be a, a talented musician to play the trumpet, trombone, and yep. sax, and uh, to combine that, you know, with the other instruments while you're like dancing and sweating and being goofy. It's like really you're really talented, <laughs> but people don't recognize it because so many concentrate, so many people concentrate on how much they hate the music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can hate it. It's so, I, it's so it's, happy. Yeah. It makes you That's feel better. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I think any form of bad news should be given with ska. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You it's the, like, um, I, I, it would be an easier pill to swallow to find out your parent died if Real Big Fish was playing <laughs> in the background. You know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Case? Uh, th- there's this guy, and I believe he works with a drummer. You had to have seen this footage. Uh, it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's a giant saxophone player. He plays in the subways of New York City. Yes. Okay. That dude, I forget the name, but I've I seen, seen that. It is, he's, dude, he's playing this huge sax. He's skanking, and it's such a good groove, He's got man. a giant, like, colored um, um, mohawk. mohawk. Yeah. Really? And, like, yeah. he just, but, like, the way he dances yes. as he's playing the saxophone is just insane. Mm-hmm. And it just brings me so much joy. Yes, yes. this is, this is the, guy. the guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, oh, so we're, that guy. we're yeah. just watching yeah. the footage, but it doesn't mean anything unless you're listening to the music with it as well. But like, <laughs> I think it, sa- it literally says on YouTube, the coolest saxophone player ever. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, you said it. Joy. That's have you what ever, it's about. Yeah. You ever done any busking? Have you ever, ever done, you know, played for uh, on the on the street corner or something just for the hell of it? I mean, that was my pandemic. Are you <laughs> kidding me? New York was like the only place in the country that right. hit the ground running with shows. Yeah. Thank God for it. It kept me alive, you know. I mean, in June of 2020, Funny. We were playing parks, rooftops, right. alleys, streets, sidewalks, parking lots. I played me, David Tell, and Jay, Big Jay Okerson went down to DF, uh, DC, played RFK Stadium wow. for 350 cars. Wow. Yeah. Not yeah. people. Right. People Cutting. in their cars. Yeah. We we emceed a few uh, where we did one for Burke Kreischer here yeah. at the uh, Citizens Bank Park. It was it was crazy. Brutal. Yeah, yeah brutal. But it's, you're getting honks. People <laughs> yeah, aren't yeah. late. You're honking. And it's like, do they like me? Do they hate me? Is there a guy behind me that they're right. warning me yeah. about? You yeah. know? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There it is. David Tell is, and, and both, and Big J, good friends of the show, Tell is so awesome. He's, yes. He's so, he's so state-of-the-art. But I don't... Putting him in a in a car, you know, comedy show, one yeah. of those things. I wonder how that would fare. How did he do? Incredible. He did. He's yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah, yeah, of all time. Man. Yeah, he is a, a comedy Jedi, and I, I've been so fortunate enough to open for him. He's taken me on the road since 2018. 
And uh, it's honestly a master class in comedy. Um, Watching him do an hour. Every, and he brings me up on stage with him at the end of the night. He's unbelievable. Yeah. You literally... You do the bump mics? Yeah. Well, yeah. we don't bump. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, yeah. we do the same thing, like, yeah. back and forth. And and it's it's insane. It's made me such a better comic because it's taught me to take risks. Because with him, I could say anything and he will immediately make it funny. Yeah. So it gives you this confidence of, like, oh, oh, okay, try the thing that you think and you might hit. Right. And if you don't, he's going <laughs> to destroy you for it. If you're just jumping in, it's uh, Ian, uh, Ian Fidance, uh, who's here, is going to be a tough punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. Now, this is your first time on our show. Yeah. And so, but do you play Philly a bunch or? Yeah, you know. Because I'm, I'm shocked you haven't been by here before. Yeah, I, I just, uh, hmm. this is my first, like, club headline weekend in Philly. Okay. I've done, like, other shows at like Helium or like you know rock venues or anything, but this is the first like, like one nighters and stuff like that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm I'm just now like headlining weekends and like going all, all across the country and like it's great. I love it. It's the dream, you know. Yeah. So are you gonna um, are you staying at, at home while you're down here this weekend? Or are you... well, that's what I usually do. I stay yeah. at my mom. Actually, I'm going to my mom's house in Delaware to this and picking up her car, fixing <laughs> <laughs> her printer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I I I'm staying in. In Old City, and I'm so excited because I'm going to do a walk-in and get a tattoo at Old City Tattoo. Ah, I'm like really? a big, I love tattoos. What yeah. are you getting? I don't know. I'll pick it off the are wall. Are you tatted up now? We can't I tell. am. Yeah, can... I'm covered. You pick it off the wall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I pick it for you? you I was instead? just going to say, can we pick it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, if you pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> you take it and pay. Yeah. You know, no, we it's pick... uh, American traditional. It's, oh, it's, okay. Uh, yeah, it's like classic yeah. American traditional. It's been around for 100 years, and there's a reason why, like, they're so iconic on the wall and people have them. And so I'm I'm covered from, like, the waist down. Let's see a couple. I don't see them. You want take it out? Take it out, take it out. Take it out. What, like on your arms? Uh, no, no, he down. said waist oh, down. Oh, waist down. I'm oh. sorry. I didn't. Take <laughs> his pants off. <laughs> I, no, take I'm wearing off. shorts. Okay. okay. All right, because all right. it's so cold, and right, I walked right. and took the bus here. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, the legs are covered. Yeah. And so, yeah. And... Look at that, Preston. It's a Phillies tattoo. <laughs> wow. Left yeah. Dude, left That's shin. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you should get a, a Lenny Dykstra tattoo. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll get his teeth. <laughs> you know what? And I prefer <clears throat> that, that kind of look that you got going on there, Ian. Everybody's got their own style. You have the... the, the uh, the the constant uh, blending together of everything, or you have the each tattoo is their own separate thing, yes. which is what you have going yeah. on. I always kind of preferred that. I Thank think that you. looks pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I, I have started to wear shorts on stage because yeah. I, I move around so much and I sweat and it's very off-putting. So <laughs> I wear shorts. Yeah, I don't, I don't sweat as much and I it looks like I have the most expensive pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing with that approach to the, oh, so those, when, I, I guess they've really been able to mitigate the fading of tattoos, but right. ones, certain color schemes and certain styles tend to age better. Yeah. I think what you have over the long run Will retain its look. Do you know what I'm Thank saying? You. Yeah, 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 that's American traditional. Yeah, yeah. It's classic, basic colors, amazing, like old school designs. It's a 2020 rule. It looks good for 20 years, and you can see it from 20 <laughs> feet away. Yeah, real yeah, like real quick, have you become because Steve is a winter shorts guy? Ah, that's no, dude. I, 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 mock, I mean, that is a bald white guy thing. Yeah, <laughs> and you're nailing it. Yeah. I mocked it, and I became winter shorts guy. Now I'm not because I, I'm. Uh, I had a little bit of a cold. I'm. I'm not contagious. I'm, I'm over that now. All good, but um, I, I, 
I take out shorts. I have these hiking shorts that are yeah. thicker, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not cold when I'm wearing shorts in the winter. But man, I I would vilify the winter shorts guy, <laughs> yeah. and I become this guy. I love it. I yeah. love it. Live your best life. <laughs> I used to make fun of my grandfather so much for how he dressed, and now I am truly a pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you dress for the job you don't want. Listen, we got to wrap up, Ian. It is great to finally meet your acquaintance. Oh, yeah. Such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, you so much, here. guys. Yeah, our yeah. pleasure, and uh, we're happy to point people in the direction of Punchline. So tonight and Saturday uh, shows at 745 and 930. You can go to com. So next time you got shows, swing by here, all yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. In Excellent. a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for everyone for coming out to the shows, man. It's I, I appreciate it so much. And you guys are the best. This was uh, so fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Ian Finance, yeah. guys. Yeah. Going to take a break and we'll be right back. And John O'Hurley will be joining us in the studio. Stay there. Are happy to pass along the results of Camp Out for Hunger. You raised over 2.8 million pounds of meat. 2.8 million? A half million pounds more than last year. Money raised going to fill abundance. $1,078,254. It's astonishing. And a reminder, you can still donate at your local Acme. Yes. Everyone stepped up in incredible fashion. Absolutely. (laughs) Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Event Equip, Philly Photo and Film, Town Square Rentals, Pods, Moving and Storage, Bowder Audio, and Newman University Videography. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Pepsi, Duncan, and Stauffer. 93.3 WM. Putting Philly first. We love when our next guest has the opportunity uh, to stop by, and he's in for the event that uh, has become a tr- tradition in his life now, and, and ours as well, because he loves to stop by here for the event. Uh, it is the National Dog Show, and it is taking place this weekend, and it, it's at the Philly Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. It's going to be a two-hour special on Thanksgiving Day, noon to two on NBC. We watch it every year. Yes, and we love having him here. Please welcome <laughs> Mr. John Hurley. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to be here. Thank you. And I love the slap bass. That makes yeah. me feel good. <laughs> Very good, sir. Uh, we were saying how associated you're coming in. You, you, there's a the sort of a, a benign feeling when you come in because it's like, oh, Thanksgiving's here. It and is. and it all is. these wonderful things yep. associated with it. But the dog show itself is just... A juggernaut. I mean, it's become Hasn't huge. It become so 21 years yeah. we've been doing it. Usually I kill shows before. <laughs> <laughs> but this one seems to be blessed with permanence, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I, it, I, it'll far outlive me. I know that. It, it's also, it's the more, it's, uh, I, I think people have described it as the, a, a less stuffier uh, Westminster. Yes. Yeah, and it's obviously, we've we've gone through the, the, uh, the history of it and how it was sort of created off of Best in Show and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, but this does have the um, the uh, nuance of having a dog show where the dogs are approachable, right? There's a point at which you can... Well, this is... It's a benched yeah. show, and it's it's probably the only one left in the country, if I'm correct, because um, Westminster is no longer benched. Right. Uh, but it is a... And by uh, benched, you bench, mean... I'm sorry. Let me yeah. uh, describe that. Benched means that the dogs, the owners, the handlers, everybody remains backstage right. in the convention center. So you get to walk up and down the aisles and, uh, and touch and handle and pet and... Uh, <laughs> Ask permission first. Yes, of course. Yeah. And, uh, but there are 2,000 of the best dogs in the country. They're all breed winners at one point of, to, in order to be uh, in, in the dog show. But it's, uh, it's just an extraordinary experience. Yeah. 
Um, you know, because most people know four or five. You know, you grew up in a neighborhood and you know four or five different breeds. There are 208 now that are registered wow. with the AKC. Isn't that something? Wow. Like that? Every shape, size, with hair, without hair. <laughs> you can imagine. I mean, it's just, it's really remarkable when and you think of how many breeds they are. And what the fact, and the fact that this celebrates the rich history of breeding, the fact that dogs were not only not only companions, but more so, they really were. They helped us survive. Right. You know, they they were they did the farming. You know, the the pulling, the drafting, and everything that were necessary. The first dog was a Great Dane, and Great Danes, as I understand, were bred f- to fight mm-hmm. bears and things of that nature. They were they were you know. Uh, that kind of, and they also fun. think they're lap dogs. Yeah, so oh my God! Yes, yeah. you've ever had yeah. a, if you've ever had a back a, a Great Dane back yeah. up into you and just plop itself <laughs> right on your lap. Hey, speaking of, of large dogs and and a, a record breaker, because if if I'm correct about this, best in show last year and the year before, the exact same dog won. Back we, to back, yeah. Claire, and right. this was a yep. Scottish deerhound. A Scottish deerhound, uh, which is not, a, you know, you know, it's interesting. They are big, yes. Dogs. It's kind of uh, very large and stringy, kind yeah. of way to describe it. I'm not really drawn to that breed, <laughs> just personally. But I tell you, that dog was absolutely won my heart. Yeah. That, oh, it was such a wonderful, wonderful, both from the demeanor and just the way it handled itself. It was a, it was elegant. Right, if right, you, right. It, it, you know, a coarse-haired dog you wouldn't think is elegant, but just the way it bounced around and uh, it was really, really wonderful. There, you're seeing it behind you. Is, <laughs> is there a chance for a, a three-peat? Will Claire be in this year's I, show? I wish I had more information on okay. that, but I don't. Okay. I, I don't know whether Claire is registered, but uh, okay. if she is, she's got my vote. Does How? the mob ever approach you to throw this uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the over and under, yeah. Well, you know what's you know it, it, what is funny is because we do this yeah. over the weekend and right. it airs on Thanksgiving Day. Well, many people thought it was live. Nobody ever puts the you know puts it together that you can't have an eight hour show in two hours. Sure, <laughs> you yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. do that. Right. So anyway, but I will I would tell people who who won Best in Show, if they asked. And they would always appear the smartest person in the room on Thanksgiving Day. That's why I do have friends. I do have friends that for several years... Have been betting? That were betting, yes. Whoa, wow. There's how you gain the system. It lets you know the group I hang around. (laughs) How elegant is that dog that looks like a mop? Uh, You're talking about the um, uh, Pekingese. Yeah, how elegant it is. Well, that's the show cut. You know, you could be walking that dog backwards for two years and you wouldn't realize <laughs> They are great. That was, and I saw that dog for the first time at, at the dog show, or, you know, when it was on TV. And I'm like, what? I don't even under, I didn't even know this thing existed. Yeah, there's a little Pekingese. Yeah, well, most people don't have, you know, the show cuts the uh, are, are different than the way that we would probably cut them around. You know, if you were to see the puppy cut on that uh, dog, you'd say that's, you wouldn't recognize it as a Pekingese. But the show cut. Right, you get a Mr. Universe out away from the contest stage, exactly. and he's going to look a lot softer. He's got a, cu- got a couple <laughs> rolls down there. So. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I think you're talking about the com- uh, commander or co- Can- commander. It is not. Yeah, no, the is- commandore you're talking about. The, yeah. you know, that's court. That's a corded dog that has the. It looks like um, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, has uh, <laughs> yeah, right, somewhere right, right. across that's between it, a car wash and Whoopi Goldberg. About. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, that's the one I was talking did you, about. Did you did you enter this? Um, and I don't know if we ever asked you this about your association with the event. 
then, did you enter as a as a pretty informed dog aficionado, or as it increased exponentially because of your association? I'll remind you of the first year that I was the host with David Fry, and they brought the old English sheepdog up to the judge. Right. If you don't know what an old English sheepdog is, it's 80 pounds of hair and two pounds of actual dog. <laughs> they brought the old English sheepdog up to the judge, this elegantly gowned woman, yeah. and she walks around to the back, and she starts picking through all of the hair, putting her hands all over the dog. And yeah. I turned to David, and I said, David, can you, David Fry, the yeah. most knowledgeable man in the world of dogs, I said, David, can you explain what she's doing? He's just putting her hand on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that the shoulders and the hips align with the written specification of what the perfect old English sheepdog should be. He said, because you can hide a really bad dog with a really good haircut. Yeah. And I yeah. said, you're telling me I went to junior prom. <laughs> and it gets worse. She walks around to the front. She starts picking through all of the hair on the dog's face. And I said, David, what is she doing now? He says, John, she's trying to find the eyes to gauge the attentiveness wow. of the dog. And I said, really? I said, well, if she picks through all of that hair and she finds only one eye, she's got the wrong end of the dog. <laughs> that's the so, That's a long yeah. answer to your question uh, of was I an aficionado? No, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, you were I, a dog I, fan I, here, though. Oh, no, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've, had a, I've had a dog ever since I can remember, and as I've written three books on the topic. Uh, it's as, a bear, yeah. as I, The first one I wrote, in, and I still abide by this, I'm a better person with a dog in my lap. Well, there, there is an, as of late, I've seen more and more people who were sort of reticent to bring dogs into their lives, you know, and I don't know if this is a product of the, of the pandemic or whatever, but realize they, they're a gift. They really are. There's mm -hmm. just, uh, Preston, you're, you, you, you love your dogs and, and, yeah. and Casey and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, my, my dog, we just had to put down recently, but th it, it is that sort of. <laughs> Either you get it or you don't, but I'm finding more and more people are now getting it. And well, during the pandemic, yeah. there was a large swell in dog ownership. In fact, very, very few of the um, of the uh, um, the pet. Uh, what am I trying Shelters? to say? Shelters? Yeah, the shelter. Thank yep, you. I'm yep. sorry. We needed that. In the form of a question, please. What was a shelter? Thank you. The um, uh, pet shelters, yeah, were, were many of them didn't have dogs. Yeah, they, they yeah. Were, you know, I mean, which is obviously a nice problem to, to have, but, uh, but they... Um, yeah, people uh, developed very well because they were home alone. And, yeah, and they yeah. developed. And now it's what's been very interesting is as people are being... As people are returning to the workplace or being forced to return to the workplace, right. um, they're having to, companies are having to figure out what they're going to do now with these new relationships because the dogs really are part of the family sure. and people, people don't want to leave their dog at home now. Right. So, well, in one particular situation, I was just down there last week in uh, Kansas City, that um, uh, American Century Investments, there, who actually does our NBC golf tournament out there in Tahoe every year, um, but they had uh, they started a program of doggy daycare now. Ah, yeah, which they allow people. They allow you bring your dog. You drop your dog off, and uh, you go to your desk, and and you can see on your screen now a corner of oh, your dog. <laughs> That's socializing cool. with the other dogs That's great. on your break periods, you can go over and walk your dog, and it's uh, so it, it it helps a little bit with the separation yeah. anxiety, both yeah. from the 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 worker and the uh, and what? the dog, and it and it helps with the uh, employee you know motivation and um, and retention. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like daycare for kids, literally. Yeah. I mean you need the, 
they're they're they, you can't, they're not quite to cat level where yes. you can just here, right. here you go we'll leave enough food for a couple of days and you're good to go. The yep. dogs need a little bit more attention than that, mm-hmm. and they do become members of the family. I mean, it almost wrecked a marriage with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you're right. You know, <laughs> wasn't that yet when they finally revealed? Mm-hmm. They, they pulled the covers back mm-hmm. <laughs> and they revealed. Yeah. yeah, I can see. We were talked about it on the air about what happens. And it's become a uh, sort of a sub, um, I guess, a, a subdivision of uh, uh, divorce law. The pet, the sure. the, 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 the the who gets custody, custody? Yes. who yeah. gets ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's very difficult to divide that halfway down the middle. Really. Yeah, <laughs> you take the part yeah. with the one eye. <laughs> By the way, uh, just uh, uh, tickets are sixteen dollars for adults, seven dollars for kids, uh, four to eleven. And uh, if they're under three, they are free. It is this weekend. You can go to phillyexpocenter.com to get those tickets. John, you mentioned the golf tournament in, in Tahoe. Do you, have you ever called a golf tournament? Uh, you know, I did, uh, and, and it was something uh, NBC asked me to do years ago on the Champions Tour. Because it uh, seems like you would be a and, perfect fit for well, it. Well, I had more fun. You know, I said, look, you, first of all, you can't pay me enough to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guaranteed that. And um, <laughs> But secondly, I said, I'll, but I'll do it. And so I did a few of them just for fun. Yeah. And I had the greatest time because when I had the Telestrator in my hand, I was dangerous. <laughs> I was dangerous. You know, I was circling uh, Chichi Rodriguez's shirt and then circling his pants and say, these two things do not go together. Or I'd stand there and I said, all right, it's, uh, this is 176 yards. Uh, Jimmy Collins is going to go for it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Preston was able to play Pine Valley this past year. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You, got the, you got the invitation. I huh? did get the invitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, it was magical. It was pretty amazing. How, how's your game? How's yeah, your you golf game? Oh, it's always in some stage of disrepair. <laughs> right. You know, I have a I have a habit of gripping you know gripping the club like I'm trying to milk a bull moose. <laughs> and, <laughs> And uh, a little tense. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> we need to relax. What's, relax. The, what's the best course you played? What's that? What's the best course? What, what? Uh, you know, um, I, I played in the Dunhill Cup for many years over the uh, old course in St. Andrews. Oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah, that was wonderful. I, but, you know, I always go back to Pebble Beach. Just oh. It's always it's just something about I'm a better person up there. Mm-hmm. Right, There's right. something yeah. about the barometric pressure or something. <laughs> uh, I don't it's know. gorgeous. It's, just, it, yeah. it's I, unbelievable. I had lunch there this spring, and uh, I actually was invited to play. I'm not uh, at all good at golf, so I declined that invitation. I didn't want to, like, sully the course. Uh, but I was able to <laughs> sit there in the dining room um and look out over the it's it's such tranquility it's so beautiful if you ever have a chance to go i can't the recommend the 18th hole is pretty is it pretty is rare. and just that whole area of 17 mile drive and then mm. if you stretch out even farther go down the coast of big sur and yeah. uh and it just it's it's really a magical area yeah mm-hmm. it should be a national park big sur in between uh Carmel and, and uh, Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It really is. Really remarkable. It's a lot like King of Prussia this time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I don't similar. know if they have a Neiman Marcus there or not. <laughs> <laughs> John was saying normally, and I, you, you have to tell this story, uh, you, uh, your wife comes with you, and, uh, and King of Prussia is a perfect uh, place for you guys to stay because... Uh, she's a shopper by nature, right? It's, well, yes, but you know, of a professional grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She really is. Uh, with, and you know, they she doesn't need the handicap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a pro. She plays for the money. She operates on her olfactory uh, senses. She, um, yeah, she'll she'll as, as I do say, she refers to Neiman Marcus as the mothership. Right. And she'll walk out. Of, she'll the first thing she do is does when she walks off a plane at yeah. an airport is goes. 
They have one. <laughs> you can tell right away. Yeah, yeah. Just one sniff in the air. Uh, how long have you been married? Uh, let's see. 18 years now. And all, all, right. con- and all consecutively, too. Oh, well, really? Congratulations. Yeah. That's you took the long yeah. term. Personal it, uh, record. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep, she dropped her standards. And, uh, <laughs> do you guys travel uh, together a lot? You know, we do. Uh, yeah. we tr- well, we try to. Yeah. Uh, it, she's uh, at a family wedding this weekend, so mm. she's not here, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, we try to uh, as much as we can. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's difficult now. She has her own line of golf wear. Oh, wow. women's, like the women's oh. golf line, yeah. So it's, it's quite What's remarkable. the name of the product? Uh, it's called Lola Sport, L-O-H-L-A Sport. Okay. Lolasport.com. Yeah, no, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. And and um, she has Annika Sorenstrom as her. Whoa, as her, wow. That's the female, female Tiger Woods. That's, yeah, that's about as big as you can get. Wonderful. It really is. And not only that, we have, um, we have an indie car. With yeah, I know, Are you kidding? we have an indie car that has, and it's because one of the investors in the company is a huge um, race investor. So he has That's a phenomenal. car. So he has a car, and he says, "Darn it, we're putting the name." Of, so all the guys have the name of the pit crew has all <laughs> are all guys, and they've all got the Lola Sport Racing Team. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Goodness. That's amazing! Isn't that fun? Yeah. yeah. It is. Are you are you at all a fan of the uh, of the race world? Uh, well, I have become a big yeah. fan of it. We this is our third year out there right now. We always manage to to come in last place, no, and no. I don't know what it is, but our our our. Uh, but our, I bet you look the best. Our driver. Well, you know yeah. what I found out is that. The, the person who gets the most publicity is the winner or the one who crashes first. <laughs> right. uh, and we were on the latter part of that. Oh, right. said, yep, yep. So it was, uh, but it was fun. It's a wonderful experience. Racing is, it's, it's just a unique sport. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's wild. This, <clears throat> this, the career that you have and the places that it's taken you, it, I'm sure it kind of boggles your mind from time to time. You, you know, I, I have to kind of just think I, you know, when I was studying acting, that's all I wanted to be was an actor. Yeah. You know, walking up and down the streets of, you know, of Broadway there, just waiting for my chance. And, uh, and to think of all of the different things from, you know, I compose, I've got three albums out yeah. and I've got uh, three books out and, Hosting the dog show and a few other things that I just been—it's been—it's been a remarkably interesting career. Have you ever been sought after for um, doing uh, somebody's uh, audible a book? Uh, you know, I've done quite a few. Of them. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I'm saying I, I'm assuming you'd be in high demand, but I assume somebody perhaps on a higher profile level might seek you out because uh-huh. I have, you have a pedigree. I have a yeah. I have done a uh, a couple of books. Uh, I mean, how long? I mean, obviously books are you know vary in, in, in length, but like generally, how long does that take? Takes a long time. Yeah. yeah. And they don't pay very much. Yeah. <laughs> That's surprising. They, they feel like they should pay more. They, they don't. Well, you know, publishing is not. You know, people don't make a lot of money off publishing. You know, Obama does because he gets a huge advance. But yeah. it doesn't, it, for the most part, it's not a large okay. payday. Did you did you do audible versions of your own books? I uh, did. That yeah, you wrote? I, okay. yeah, and not only that, the, uh, the third book that I wrote is a children's book. Okay. Called The Perfect Dog. And I read it and... And it's there on the back cover is the CD of the of the uh, ah, of, of me reading it. Okay. Yeah, because people what what happened was you know it's a very short book to read and it's all pictorial and um, it's a, a, a people when they finish the child says read it again. <laughs> well, now, because I've recorded it, you just put the CD in. Uncle Johnny reads it again to you. Okay, well, I have a question about narration of, of, of books. If um, 
you know, your, your voice is so distinctive. You have your own style. It's very recognizable immediately. Are you doing uh, character voices uh, when you will sometimes do the uh, the audio interpretations? Uh, uh, I do some animation okay. um, as as different characters, right? Yeah, because sometimes you're... when you go in and you're doing your animation uh, voice, they'll say, "Oh, would you also do this other character?" Yes. And I haven't come up with a voice for that character yet, but boy, you do pretty quickly. Uh, Steve and I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I'm almost mm. always listening to an audiobook, and there there are a few actors that will play, say, in the Harry Potter character or in the Harry Potter universe, mm. where they're playing. Dozens of characters, yes. and it's amazing. It, it, it is, it is amazing. an incredible. Talent. You know who's great? Harry Shear. Oh, Harry Shear is sure. brilliant at ah. that. He, his voice just goes all over the place. Well, he does so many characters in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, can, you know that cameo dot com? Yes. I, I do a lot of those. I well, imagine. I do. I do a lot of the Peterman monologues <laughs> yeah. that I have written. Actually, believe it or not, I wrote really. Whole, well, I wrote a whole bunch of them for the for cameo because I, you know I need them for different occasions. Right. And, you know, I even had one on some. Some guy, some guy wrote in. Yeah, would you would you do this for this one guy? And it's just because he has erectile dysfunction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Having a little trouble with the stiffy. <laughs> That's great, but it's, it's, it's funny. Yeah, 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 cameo has become oh, really. Why not? You can well, re, you know, well, yeah. it gives, it connect gives, your fan base. You know, it gives it gives. New life to Peterman again. I yeah, mean, just I go off on these tangents now that you know. Huh. Are... I, I have to jump in because the uh, Nick. I'm sorry, but the uh, we we uh, we're all aficionados uh, or just adore the bloopers of shows, the outtakes of shows that we love. And I've told you before, the Peterman outtakes from um, Seinfeld. It's not it's not you breaking character. It's you breaking up the other characters. It's usually Julia, <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. There's one where you simply are asking the question to her. Elaine, why would you hire a, 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 a per- and it goes on and I mean it's like twenty minutes. She's trying mightily to regain her composure and she cannot. Do you remember that in particular? I, it's uh, yeah, it's been. I if, if you watch me and yes. s- I can see it on several of the reruns where I can see my mouth turning. <laughs> the <corner laughs> of my mouth because some of these monologues were yeah. just so darn funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was just brilliant writing. You know? yeah. Elaine, do you have any idea what happens to a butter-based frosting after six <laughs> decades in a poorly ventilated British basement? I have a feeling that what you're about to go through will be punishment. <laughs> I think we've talked to you about Peterman a number of times, but I don't know if we ever found out how you got that role in the first place. I had a sitcom on ABC up until the day before I started wow. shooting. Wow. Yeah, it was called A Whole New Ball Game, and it was a very, very funny series with a, a really big all-star cast. Anyway, canceled on a... a um, a Wednesday morning, they said, don't come to work. And so I went out to dinner that night with my manager, crying in my beer, trying to take the cancellation as personally as I possibly could. <laughs> right. And uh, Larry David's office had called and said, well, we have this guest star role tomorrow. Uh, we're starting the new episode. Uh, it's perfect for John. He could chew it up and have a lot of fun with it. And, and I, so I said to my manager, I said, tell him no. Uh, I said, I'm still licking my wounds off, you know, getting canceled fresh, today. Yeah. So, but he didn't, he, he called, he didn't call, didn't call Larry David back. Yeah. And so we, um, it, um, 
it turned out the following morning he calls me and said uh, they're waiting for you over there on the, oh. at the read through. Oh, wow. So I went and had that not happened, I would have disappeared into a cultural <laughs> vacuum. Oh wow! You know, I mean, you yeah. think about all of the things that really happened just from that one singular. The ability to remain fluid is is at least um, as now, important as any of the I other. I allow myself twenty four hours to mourn anything, and yeah. by the following morning, I was over it. So yeah, it was, yeah it no, was very, very cool. It's very wild. Lucky. Good for you. Yeah. It led to that character. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there he is up on the screen there. <laughs> is that Corbin Burnson in this? Yeah, Corbin's in there. Stephen Tobolowski. Stephen Tobolowski was in it. We uh, Julia Campbell was in it. We had just a wonderful cast. Yeah, Richard Kind has become, a, I'm sorry to, uh, to interrupt, a, a little bit of a friend of the show. We, we met him through Michael Giacchino. I yeah. love that guy. It, yeah. Everything is like this. Yes. <laughs> so let me tell you a Richard Kind story. Uh, we're out playing golf, and he was a terrible golfer when he started. So we're out on a par three, and it's 170. 75 yards and he hits a it, it could not have been more than 10 inches off the ground at any one moment of its trajectory mm-hmm. hits the front of the green rolls to the back and goes in the hole the Stop son it. of a gun had a hole in one and he'd uh, only been playing golf for less than a year uh, he goes oh my god it went in oh my god it went in. Did, did you it went in the hole and he's i mean you know the way richard talks yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and i said well that's wonderful i said you know the tradition now you have to buy everybody drinks there yep. at the club don't tell Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's like him. That's him. Yeah, yeah clearly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody? <laughs> He's a funny oh, man. That's funny man. He is. He Lovely is. guy. He recently was inducted into the Hall of Fame of Kathy's High School. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. we had him on last. He's a great guy. Wow. wow. A high school Hall of Fame. Yeah. A high school yeah. Hall of Fame. Which right Kathy here. is not in at this no, point. Yeah. The, I, that needs to be rectified. But we think that they kind of went through the, uh, the, you know, the A celebrities that they have that have graduated from the high school. So They'll eventually trickle down. Yeah, maybe yeah, on yeah, the yeah, next year. Because <laughs> they're, they're not budget. producing, they're not producing famous people fast enough. Aren't they? <laughs> so her odds get exponentially better. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the National Dog Show is taking place uh, tomorrow and Saturday at uh, the Philly Expo Center in Oaks, PA. Uh, will be taped on NBC, and uh, uh, the two-hour special will run on Thanksgiving Day. That's noon to two. But you can go to the event. This weekend, tickets are just 16 bucks for adults, and then there's uh, cheaper uh, tickets uh, for kids. But um, and, and as John was saying, you can actually m- yeah. meet these dogs, right. and, and they're all there. It's a and, wonderful and can... interactive experience. Yeah. It, I really recommend it as a uh, – that every child should go to the national – go to the dog show once just Absolutely. to see it. It's just an extraordinary mm-hmm. experience for Absolutely. Them. Good weekend to get out and do that. John, great to see you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. John O'Hurley. Yeah. PhillyExpoCenter.com to get your tickets to the event. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Join Brent Porsche tomorrow from noon to 2 for the grand opening of AT&T's newest store at 57 Julius Town Road in Browns Mills, New Jersey. Everyone, both new and loyal longtime customers, get the best deals on every new smartphone. Only at AT&T. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Zane Western Apparel. <clears throat> Stop by the Black Friday sale at Zane Western Apparel and Work Gear in Piles Grove, New Jersey. November 23rd through the 27th online at zanewestern.com. 
Uh, so I still had more animal stories left over. Wow. Believe it or Look not. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, two men who allegedly broke into the Omega Animal Park in Montebello, uh, Quebec, and killed three wild bears and an elk are facing several criminal charges. Essentially, they went into a zoo and started killing animals. To me, that's cheating. Oh. Yeah, right? If you're hunting that way. Yeah. Uh, one of the men was released. It's like killing bears in a zoo. The other held in custody. A Park Omega employee called police and reported seeing a vehicle illegally enter the site. The employee also said that she heard noises, possibly gunshots. Police arrested two that's men, insane. 42 and 21 years old, in the vehicle in which four animal carcasses were discovered, three wild boars and an elk. Uh, firearms are also found, and in a statement issued on Monday afternoon, uh, the park confirmed that four of its animals were killed. They were uh, taken into custody and will appear in court <laughs> on Friday. Scum! Experts are hurriedly searching for a very unfashionable shark that was spotted roaming the waters while wearing a woman's skirt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Although the image How of the do I look at this? Although the image of the shark... Believe it or not, Kathy Romano is tracking me. Uh... <laughs> Dressed up in a skirt proved amusing. I just want to look good for her. But marine biologists are desperate to find the ocean-going predator as it is in risk of dying. Uh, on closer inspection of the images, it appears that the shark is actually being choked out by the apparel. Uh. Uh, with the woman's skirt forming a makeshift noose that's blocking the gills of the sea creature. A statement uh, it released by the Department of Environment said... Uh, we are doing our best to locate and assist him, but so far we have been unsuccessful. I hope they're able to do it. Uh, although the size of the shark was not revealed, it is known that a nurse shark, it was a nurse shark they I'm identified. looking for a blouse. Uh, can grow, and it's a nurse shark. It's a first responder. They yeah, need to find come on. Um, And they can grow up to 12 feet and are harmless and not aggressive, but will bite if they are provoked. All right, that's my last animal story. Oh. Just had a couple left over from the... All animal bizarre file in the first one. Uh, a human foot found in August at Yellowstone National Park's Abyss Pool in Wyoming uh, in the West Thumb Geyser Basin belonged to Ilhan Rowe, a 70-year-old man from Los Angeles, California, Rangers confirmed. I can't find my foot. The identification... He's dead, right? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. The identification... I was playing blackjack. I'm sitting at the table. I'm like, I am missing a foot. Uh, The Yellowstone. Identification was made within the last three weeks thanks to DNA analysis. In August, Park staff discovered part of a foot in a shoe floating in the abyss pool. They didn't know where it came from. Uh, Yellowstone law enforcement... It's like the worst version of Cinderella ever. Officers estimated that uh, the incident, which had no witnesses, has happened in Are the these your feet? <laughs> July 31st, and that no foul play was involved. Uh, due to a lack of evidence, so officials are not able to determine the circumstances which led to Rose's death. But they think, like, he essentially evaporated, right? Like, <clears throat> he was boiled to death, and the, the, the body was disappeared. I guess so. Uh, the Abyss Pool has a depth of more than 50 feet, and it's one of the deepest hot springs in the park. Uh, the temperature is approximately 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm, that'll cook up a foot. Uh, to prevent injury and death, uh, the NPS warns visitors, of course, stay on boardwalks. And the bear trails. population hangs around with uh, um, uh, pot stickers. Uh, in trails, uh, the, in thermal areas. And exercise <laughs> extreme caution around thermal features. They give them fondue for us. You're going to want to hang out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have that foot? Yeah. Yeah. Some redneck will be through in a few minutes. <laughs> Watch him. He'll, he'll do a cannonball, I guarantee you. <laughs> um, now, speaking of feet, Guinness, what, now <clears throat> we move on to our foot stories. 
Guinness World Records announced Tanya Herbert of Houston, Texas, now has the title of largest feet on a living female after her right foot had measured 13.03 inches long and left foot measured 12.79 inches long. Uh, Herbert is 6 foot 9 inches tall, and she wears a women's size 18 shoe. What do you wear, Kathy? Not an 18. I wear seven. Uh, so an 18. Uh, I don't wear an 18. It, it would be equivalent to like uh, close to a 17 in men's shoes. Jesus. Uh, depending on the brand. Uh, Did they list the uh, largest man's foot in that uh, article? No. Oh, okay. Uh, in Yellowstone. <laughs> uh, she is uh, There's a three, family canoeing in it. Three inches shorter than the tall, slipping woman. Herbert says uh, she wow. shops for shoes online. By the way, the guy who used to have the largest feet in the world used to uh, uh, be a... Um, a, a bouncer in Westchester. Yeah, right? yeah. Bigfoot, yeah. and and he was in uh, Big Fish. He was in Big Fish. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he was in the movie Big Fish. Right. He wasn't in a Big Fish. No, in a Big Fish. <laughs> uh, accidentally leaving your smartphone behind at home is one thing, but leaving it at an airport shortly before you board to a flight is another. Now, a Southwest Airlines passenger found themselves in this unfortunate predicament. After getting their phone in a gate area at Long Beach Airport in Los Angeles. By the time a customer taking a separate flight spotted it and notified the crew, boarding had already finished, the aircraft had already been pushed back. However, staff on the ground quickly worked together to ensure that the phone was safely returned to its owner. In a video that was shared by Southwest Airlines, a pilot is seen leaning out of the cockpit window in a bid to retrieve it from ramp workers on the ground. Uh, so they're they're, at they're the throwing it up and they're they're jumping up. Oh wow! As the guy is hanging way out the window and trying to get it, and eventually <laughs> uh, the pilot was able to grab it from somebody. And the passenger who had uh, discovered it uh, uh, discovered the phone had been uh, chatting to the owner shortly beforehand, so it was able to let the crew know that uh, the flight they were uh, traveling on. And uh, when the operations agents realized the flight in question was already fully boarded, they got in touch with the captain. It's pretty miraculous. Immediately suggested that ramp agents on the ground try to jump up uh, the phone to him so he could get it, and it was all captured on video. It was actually pretty cool. Should I be a little alarmed by the fact that you can retract those windows? And the, yeah. uh, I, I, I would assume that the, just by the sheer nature of what you're having to deal with, that those would be fixed permanently. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if all of them are or certain, you know, are there uh, screens <laughs> or, or what. But uh, nonetheless, windshield wipers on those things. Yes. Okay. I yeah, believe yeah. so. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's is, yep, what I have in the Bizarre File for today and for your week, friend. All right, uh, let us take a quick break. Come back in a second, and we will see how closely you've been paying attention. Of course, we're going to do our lesson question. We'll get to the trash, we'll get to the music news, those things coming up next. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's Friday morning, so we got Word of the Week prize to give away in a little bit. And then um, Pierre will help us out and help us out. And then, of course, brings you all the Friday glory that he 
adds to this radio station. He gets in here, uh, especially on Friday, the time we come in. Right. And he, like, goes into his lab to concoct what he calls the most entertaining show of his week. <laughs> what he does. Yeah. It's the most entertaining show. Bunsen burners and all that stuff in there. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Mr. Entertainment. Yeah. Actually, it's... Uh... What we call them around here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, we tried the Sultan of SWAT, but that made no sense. No, there's no swatting involved uh, whatsoever. And I think Babe Ruth. Was yes, right. Too, so we couldn't take that. But uh, anyhow, he'll be along in a little while. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to test your knowledge of today's program. Uh, we have a lesson question. We are going to give away today a pair of tickets to see Home Alone live. It is a, uh, they're actually performing, uh, you'll watch the film and the Philadelphia Orchestra is going to be performing John Williams' cool. score and it will be at Verizon Hall on November 25th. <laughs> I think, let me see if anybody remembers this. Casey uh, wasn't uh, affluent growing up, uh, but he is, his and his family weren't exactly which kind of other people, of people as well, I guess is <laughs> Steve had referred to Casey's family as people of what? All right, let's do that. I think that's it. Do you remember this, Casey? No. Oh, I loved it. Sure. Casey oh, wasn't affluent growing up, but his and his family weren't exactly which kind of people uh, that Steve referred to earlier. All right. People of the what? Two one. I don't know why I found that so funny. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Planning on getting engaged? Go see Angelo and the team at Family and Company Jewelers. You can get her the perfect engagement ring. A ring from Family and Company. South Jersey's diamond destination. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Melissa Joan Hart is reacting to rumors online that she's in some sort of feud with Lena Dunham. Hart says she loves Dunham and often enjoys riding the trails of Santa Barbara on her back. Oh, my God. Hey! Constance Wu who is currently starring in the stage play 222, A Ghost Story, says she's had many encounters with ghosts. Wu says she's always been the kind of person who is sensitive to ghosts because she's insane. Oh, Oh my God. And finally, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton going on the record saying she considers Mariah Carey to be the queen of Christmas. Carey returned the compliment saying, quote, people don't realize that it's pure class that's filling up Dolly's big floppy jugs. (laughs) 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 All right, we got to see if somebody knows an answer, knows the answer to this. Uh, Casey wasn't affluent growing up, and he and his family weren't exactly which other kind of people either. And we will go to Steve to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, what's up? Sorry to bother you guys at work. Uh, no, man, it could get you an answer here. It could get you a prize for the correct answer. So Casey wasn't affluent growing up, but he and his family weren't exactly which kind of people either. They were people of the dirt. People yeah. of the dirt, yes. Hang on. <laughs> we are going to give you, as a prize, a pair of tickets to see Home Alone featuring renowned composer John Williams' charming and delightful score. I think that'd be sweet. Performed live to picture by the Philadelphia Orchestra at Verizon Hall this November 25th. Holiday fun for the entire family. Tickets for all three shows, November 25th through the 27th, are on sale at philorc.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. That's our way of saying no sad part. <laughs> right. 
Uh, this morning, Music News brought to you by Horizon Services. Ensure your heater works safely as the holidays approach. Uh, Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing are going to serve your heater, service your heater for $79 and do a free carbon monoxide check. You can book fast at horizoneasybook.com. A uh, couple of artists putting out new music today. Five years after Feed the Machine, Nickelback is back today with its 10th studio album. Uh, it's called Get Rollin'. Uh, the 11-song set was produced by the band with longtime collaborator Chris Baseford and was uh, preceded by the single San Quentin, which is the quartet's 20th top 10 single on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks chart. And as we said yesterday, Chad donated money to the Camp Out for Hunger. He did. Chad Kroger, by the way, who wrote and co-wrote all the songs, uh, said that Get Rollin' was put together gradually at different writing and recording sessions Rather than in one fell swoop, he said, at no point in time did we say, let's make an album. It was like, well, might as well go into the studio again. And there wasn't this concerted effort to make an album. It was just creativity sort of creeping along. And uh, before we knew it, we had enough songs for an album. And we sort of looked around and said, well, there's a body of work here. We should probably think about releasing a record. There are definitely stages in a band's, you know, trajectory or creative trajectory where a lot of it is born out of I have something to say. And um, maybe less so later on, you yeah. know, you, you pick your moments. Have you guys heard this song at all? I no. have not. We, all right. I haven't heard it at all. I mean, we have it if you want to give it a little listen. Sam Quentin, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, cool. It's the opening track on the album, by the way. Yeah. It takes a turn there. Yeah. Uh, so, San Quentin, Skinny Little Missy, Those Days, High Time, Vegas Bomb, Tidal Wave, Does any uh, does Heaven Even Know You're Missing, uh, Steel Still Rust, Horizon, Standing in the Dark, and Just One More is the track listing on that. Now, also, today uh, is released is Divisive, the eighth studio album from Disturbed. Uh, the 10-song set is the follow-up to 2018's Evolution, which... At uh, number four in the Billboard 200 is is at number four in the Billboard 200. Um, Disturbed recorded the album during February in Nashville with uh, new producer Drew Folk, who's previously worked with Papa Roach, Motionless and White, uh, Pop Evil, We Came as Romans, and others. And it has been advanced by the singles Hey You, Unstoppable, uh, and earlier this week, Bad Man. Which one is this, case? This is Hey You. This is Hey You. Hey You. Uh, Divisive also features the first duet ever on a Disturbed album with Hearts and Wilson on the track called Don't Tell Me. Wow. Draymond has acknowledged that some of his lyrics were influenced by the current political and social climate, including the title track, which is called Won't Back Down. Uh, with Divisive and Donegan and Disturbed, I'm sorry, with Divisive, Donegan says that Disturbed is looking forward to a busy 2023. The group already has a few dates in the books. Uh, the title track, the titles, I'm sorry, the track listing, I'll get through today, uh, is as follows. Hey you, hey you, Bad Man, those are two different songs. Stinky Bad Man. Uh, divisive, <laughs> Unstoppable, Love to Hate, Feeding the Fire, Don't Tell Me. That's the one with Ann Wilson. Uh, take Back Your Life, uh, Part of Me, and Won't Back Down. So, there you go. 
Uh, Queens of the Stone Age and Muse are headlining the list of artists who are now eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2023. We just got done with one. Uh, well, I know, but this yeah. is now it's 25 years All officially, right. so they, they can now be considered for Okay. It. Uh, alongside rapper Missy Elliott, artists become eligible uh, after 20, 25 years after their debut release, which will means the, all newcomers will have dropped their first album in 1997. When will the River Valley Vocal Band become eligible? Because when do we... <laughs> yeah, 20 year years. Yeah. yeah. So according to Ultimate Classic Rock, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame usually announces their nominees in the beginning of February, so fans are going to have to wait a few months to see if any of the artists... Uh, that are now eligible will make it. And those include uh, Limp Bizkit. Uh, and then listen to all these other artists. They're just, I'm, I'm you know, Will Smith, okay. Black Eyed Peas, Sia, Destiny's Child, P. Diddy. Now, this is the person who wrote this article. Yeah. Who just says that those now, uh, those groups now have, have the They're ability. Not, yeah, under consideration. Right. So, anyway. Mm. Uh, and then finally, uh, a career-spanning documentary on the life and times of Ronnie James Dio will be premiering on Showtime and the Showtime app next month. The film, titled Dio Dreamers Never Die, is executive produced by Dio's widow and longtime manager, Wendy Dio, and has been authorized by his estate. The documentary premieres on December 1st. Uh, Wendy spoke about uh, her first time seeing the film and said, when they put the film together and we had a private screening for me, it was my first chance to see all the bits put together. And it was very bittersweet. I broke down and cried. And it was just exactly how I wanted Ronnie to be portrayed. Uh, they had done such a magnificent job. And that was just really, really, well, after all of the hard work we put into it, it was like, whoa, I think the fans are absolutely going to love it. Are his parents Leo and Cleo Dio in it? I'm sorry? Are his parents Leo and Cleo Dio? Leo and Cleo Dio? No, they're not. Uh, they do have Jack Black. But his brother Theo is Leo Dio. Leo! Yes. Leo Dio! Uh, I, I love the whole sort of um, reverential Dio treatment, especially yeah. like the pick of destiny and everything. Yeah, yeah the, the guy is, is pretty badass. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I do agree with you. And, that, uh, and he was a big part of that movement. Absolutely. Movement. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'd like to mention also the, uh, again, we have the di- latest Daily Rush video, which is out and available. Uh, it is the Camp Out the Gang versus Meltdown. <laughs> Casey, Nick, Marissa, and Kyle get slapped around with a giant swinging appendage, and it's not as sexually as sexy as it sounds. You can be the first to see the newest Daily Rush <clears throat> by subscribing to our YouTube channel, and it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com. It's so funny. It's really like, they look like they're being beaten up by a dinosaur. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. You guys got manhandled. Yeah. That, that, that is a piece of, that apparatus is a machine. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then finally, we've got some tickets to give away. Uh, the band Snack Time is performing tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. I got tickets for this. And we can take, uh, well, I'll just take the first six callers who would like to go uh, to see Snack Time. They played our Food trucks and fireworks event. They were a blast, man. It was so cool. Uh, and they're also going to be joined by Johnny Showcase and a band who I think is pronounced as uh, Threesus. I'm not really sure. I guess it's a play on Jesus. Uh, but uh, Yes, three of them. Uh, it's spelled T-H-R, the, num- the letter three, the letter three. <laughs> <laughs> the num- I wouldn't have even noticed. <laughs> the number three and Z-U-S. Maybe it's like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Reasons. Uh, and it's going to be a night of dancing and released inhibition. Some tickets remain at uh, the venue. Uh, it says at venue.tlafilly.com. BDS caller. 
Right. And uh, you can uh, call now to win the ticket. So we'll take six callers, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, wrapping this thing up. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are done. We have found the weekend. And you, it will be along for you shortly, too. Hopefully this is uh, the end of your day. But if it's uh, just the beginning, hang in there. You'll make it through. And uh, next thing you know, we'll be having a couple of days off, relaxing and after that, it's Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh. I can't believe that's next week. I'm like zero prepared for that. But I mean, fortunately, you don't have to go crazy. I mean, we ordered our turkey and everything last week. Yeah. I mean, we never got to the connoisseur today. Oh, no. Man. All kinds of turkey. Uh, well, it's still and, applicable and, next week. Yeah, Thanksgiving. We'll Thanksgiving. bring it up. Maybe I have to do it on Monday. Yeah. To, just to, to people to jump on it. To get ready for I got that. A, uh, a turkey story I can share with you next week. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> it's the I night know. before turkey. Turkey yep. tales. Turkey tales with Nick McElwain. I don't have any turkey story. Nobody you have no? tur- uh, no. faux turkey. You're right. Nobody asks, and I don't <laughs> give an ass anyway. Case <laughs> <laughs> is Perky the turkey I coming? Was, literally, I was waiting for Pierre to finish his sentence to ask you what the name of the <laughs> creature that comes the night before Thanksgiving. I forgot the name. Uh, I did find the what was the thing? Cornucopia. Yep, the yeah, cornucopia basket that he left last year. Perky yeah. the turkey? No, Perky the quirky turkey. But uh, you know, just Perky the turkey. <laughs> You know, yeah, he he comes and gets the kids ready for Christmas. Yes. He's right. officially the uh, you know the start of the Christmas season for a while. Who else is coming soon? Who's going to come on on Fourth of July night? <laughs> uh, fart the ferret. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah I. Uh, it's possible there's one too many characters at this point. <laughs> it might be. We need to consolidate a little bit. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, I want to thank our guest. Uh, Ian Fidance was on. Yeah. Yes, he was great. Ian is local, funny as hell, super nice guy. He's going to be at uh, Punchline Philly uh, tonight and tomorrow night. And uh, John O'Hurley was great. Yeah. He's great. Uh, he is hosting the National Dog Show this weekend. And uh, it's at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. And uh, it's taking place uh, tomorrow. Or, no, I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, John's great, man. Yeah. He was so funny. Uh, he's just, just a nice voice. guy. He's got a, a warped sense of humor, but that presentation is so regal that you can't help but laugh. Yep, exactly. So uh, it was a good day today. And Pierre, you ready for the letter? Yes, I am. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... T is in turbulent. All right, mm. and we should now have a word, and we'll take caller number 4, 215-263-WMMR. See if you know that four-letter word from this for the Word of the Week prize. So, we're counting on you. Give us a call right about now. Everything good with you? Right about now. Things so funky. Right about now. <laughs> My funk so brother. My funk so funky. Right about now. This funk is the so... junk is junky. Okay. Right about now. Who does that song? Uh, Fat Boy Slim. Boy Slim. Boy Slim yeah. okay. It's a great song. It is a great song. I like it. Don't know the, I don't know the words, obviously, but I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's not a lot of words. Right about now. Right about now. My funk's so funky is what I always sing when I hear it. 
Anyway, um, so on the program today, was that what you were going to ask? No, I was just asked how you were doing. Oh, That's fine, all. thanks. <laughs> Pretty good. That's, that was the original yeah. question. I'm... Uh, I'm just trying to keep the car on the road. Yes, that's it. You're, you're the stabilizing. Job. I know you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I hit seven potholes. Yeah, the rumble strips. Yeah, yeah, seven potholes, and I have had four flat tires, not just from the parking lot to here. <laughs> you got so. an open beer in one hand, and your foot's up on the dash. Exactly. I'm effed up. Casey had a flat tire lesson, and a listener stopped really? and helped him. Wow, nice? yeah. so yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, that is lovely. Because uh, you, you know, newer cars. Tend to not have spares now. It's true, nowadays. yeah, a lot of them don't have spare tires. I, I, I don't understand that. Um, of course, I oh, I changed a tire once. Really, uh, my friend, I didn't have any money, and I was sleeping in friends' couches, and my friend loaned me his Mercury S twenty two. It was about a nineteen sixty four rust brown Mercury, and um, I came out from who, whatever couch I was sleeping on that night, and the tire was flat. And I said, I've seen people do this. I could do this. And I opened up the trunk, and there's a jack. Yeah. And I went to the jacking area and uh, put the thing up. <laughs> well, Did no. you get the jack off? And, <laughs> and then I undid the the little nut things yeah. around the wheel, and I took the old one off, and there was a spare, and I put the old one on, and I put the gadgets back on, and I lowered the thing down, and I felt as butch as I have ever felt. <laughs> there you and go. I go, man, I could, I could apply to be a mechanic. Yep. And then I it was in a little town I grew up in outside of San Francisco, and then I'm driving downtown, just feeling very proud of myself, driving along, and I happen to glance over to the left, and there's my tire rolling <laughs> alongside me. And it, and it was like a cartoon where they they go off the edge of the cliff and they hold for just a moment yeah. and then they fall. Uh-huh. And I, I looked over and the tire is rolling along on the little street next to me. And then I went, <laughs> and it fell to the side and went. <laughs> oh, my God. It was perfect. Yeah. Oh, it sounds for that perfect. brief you, moment, you were yeah. great. Yeah. Triple A, my next gig. Yeah. <laughs> on the program today, we will have a pair of tickets for live. They're at Parks Casino tonight, and uh, that'll be cool. Audio Slave released their self-titled album 20 years ago today. We got a block of them, got a block of the Hooters. The tickets uh, just, I think, went on sale for their shows. Uh, am I missing something? Oh, wait. Um, let me try on your mic. You, I think you just said you have tickets for live. Did That's- I say that? You do. Okay. All right. Uh, well, don't. I don't have any tickets for live. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any tickets for live. You have I have tickets, tickets for the, for the Hooters. Hooters. Thank you. Yeah. Ah. And this is why we have helpers. Yes. <laughs> I don't have any tickets for live, okay. but they're Why playing, would you even think that? And I'm sure it's going to be a fine show. I will have tickets for the Hooters and Audio Slave, and that's that. Oh, nice. nice. So you do have tickets, just not for live. Ray John. Ray John. All right. We'll listen, go to do... Listen later for not tickets for live. And I'll have also tick tips on how to change your oil. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to the fourth caller, and it's uh, Angel or Angel. 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 How do you say your name? <laughs> it's Angel. Angel. Hi. Hi, Angel. All right, Angel, we need the word of the week, please. It is Russ. Carburetor! Yeah. Rust is correct, Angel. Angel, hang on the line. Because uh, you just got a $500 gift card from Joe's Anthony Retreat oh. Spa and Salon. Hang on a moment. It's the gift that you cannot go wrong with this. This. With is a gift card from Joseph Anthony Retreat <laughs> Spa and Salon. You can visit any of their three locations in Glen Mills. Springfield or Center City, or you can purchase online at josephanthony.com, your true retreat from the everyday. 
Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors, and by Trinity Rehab with locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Next week on our program, uh, we will talk to uh, Michael and Kevin Bacon, the Bacon ah. Brothers. Yes. We'll also have Peter Billingsley nice. from A Christmas Story Christmas. Uh, our buddy Big J Okerson is going to be stopping by. Excellent. And this just in, we'll have Nick's Turkey Store. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in. Yes, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map.